and corporate events. Currently taking catering orders, visit our sister company Twin City Mini's Facebook page for details or give us a call at 336-813-8002. Twin City Press Catering in Kernersville. Are you concerned that if you pass away today that your family will be left in a financial bind? Are you concerned that your nest egg is quickly eroding in the stock market? Do you want life insurance but confused about how to get it and if you would qualify? That's where I come in. My name is Terry Edwards with Secure Financial Partners and I've been helping families over the last 20 years ensure the things that matter most, your life, your health, and your wealth. Give me a call today, Terry Edwards, 336-416-8327. Again, that's 336-416-8327. Three, two, seven. Your legacy is worth the call. Hey, Panther fans, right now on the SiriusXM app, hear the most in-depth Carolina Panthers coverage anywhere with Believe in Carolina Panthers, part of the Believe Podcast Network on SiriusXM. Hear from me, Desmond Johnson, and my co-host, Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, and Panther great Jonathan Stewart as we break down the Panthers before and after every game through the NFL season. Your team, your podcast. Search B-L-E-A-V in Carolina Panthers on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you believe? This is Terry Rozier, and you're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson on Tobacco Road Sports Radio on WWBG 1470 AM. Like to have everybody's attention for a moment. There's a stat. I don't like bringing up stats, but there's one stat about the Panthers. He's in the world is James Harden better scorer than Michael Jordan. No, he's a more creative in that. He's, Traveling he, is not creative, he Brandon. He you know, no matter what the score is, and they've said it themselves, whether they're up 10, down 10, down 20, whatever, they know they can turn it on whenever. Why did you have to bring up the Cowboys? <laughs> lived in Texas for two years and just could not stand to watch Cowboys for life. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, listen up, listen up. Welcome to The Rundown. Here's Desmond Johnson. And welcome in to The Rundown. I am he, him, Desmond Johnson, here at WWBG 1470 AM, Radio.com. You can participate in the program per usual every Saturday morning uh, by going to the Facebook Watch video or to the YouTube channel at Tobacco Road, well, YouTube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. We're all over the place. We want to participate in the, the Saturday morning conversation. We got a lot to get to. Two hours for you today. Some programming notes. Uh, we'll get to all that as well. So welcome to everyone checking us out here. Got a loaded first hour here for you. Uh, Ryan Stone here with us. Larry Frank here with us. Brandon Blakeney here with us from uh, somewhere northern uh, New York State, if I'm not mistaken. And, of course, Jalen Gilkin in here with us as well. Um, I, I send out the – usually I send out the bullets of what we're going to talk about on the rundown. Usually around about Thursday afternoon. We kind of have a general idea of what we're going to hit and I have an idea who's going to be on the panels and everything else. And then, of course, my Thursday got turned upside down as uh, Bank of America Stadium put out the white pillow of smoke and <laughs> said that Frank Wright was going to be the next head coach. First domino to fall. Uh, there was five head coaching. Oh, five, yeah, five that were open. This has been the longest, really, that uh, we've gone without a single opening being covered. I think when uh, Matt Rule got hired, it was like the first week of January. So, like, they really did due diligence this time around to kind of go through and figure this out. Panther Nation is a little hurt right now. Um, I tried to stay away from Twitter on Friday and thir- late Thursday because of it, <laughs> because they, I mean, they're struggling. People are mad <laughs> that, that, uh, that Wilkes didn't get this job, uh, including some of my uh, buddies over on Believe in Carolina Panthers. Jonathan Stewart was very upset. He was in the building. He was actually in the stadium when they made the announcement um, and d- did not take to it very well. Um, but 
we've come around. We've had a couple of days of sleep on it. Before I give my take on this, I wanted to go around the panel and give your takes on it because none of you guys here are Panther fans per se. So you've been watching it from the outside in. Uh, good hire, bad hire. Ryan, we'll start with you. Uh, former, fran- I should say, I should say, former franchise player, a franchise player. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan and JP have picked up other work uh, elsewhere and just are unable to continue to host franchise players. So I've taken that back on uh, Friday afternoons. But Ryan will still be, of course, part of this back road family panels. Uh, my top play-by-play guy, he's still going to be around. So, Ryan, uh, give us your take here real quick on the Frank Wright hire from the outside looking in. I thought, I mean, I really thought that Steve Wilkes uh, was going to get the job. I was just kind of, and I I'd even come around on it. I, I didn't like that idea initially, but he kinda, he really won the team over. I, I think it's just possible, and I understand that people are hurt. I, I get it. But I think it's just possible that Frank Reich had a better interview. Like, I, I think that's, that's ultimately what it came down to. And Frank Reich, I mean – his last season had some hiccups and ups and downs, but he was a pretty good head coach for Indianapolis. I mean, he has a he has a winning record, seven games above 500. Uh, and I think the, what really, when you really look at the landscape of the NFL, four teams that are still playing, they have offensive head coaches. I mean, it, it's not a it's not a secret. That's where the league has gone. And I think that Frank Reich, if I had to guess, he had a better plan as to addressing the, the issue of finding a quarterback, whether that's draft. We're going and signing somebody. My guess is that he just had a better plan and wowed the Panthers in that capacity. It's well from from reports that are still trickling out. Uh, you're right about that. Frank Reich actually came in his first and second interviews, not just with like a wish list of coaches he'd have on his staff, but actual dudes he's already interviewed. Like he's already put yeah. a staff together. <laughs> so he's already he came into the interview like this guy would be my DC. I've already spoke to him. This guy's the OC. This guy's going to be the tight end coach, blah, 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 blah. And nobody else did that. And when I heard that, I was like, well, damn. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if you're that put together for something like this, and then the names I saw that he was bringing over got me kind of excited. I'm like, okay, this can work. Uh, Larry, let's hit you next. Uh, your thoughts on this, because you were a big supporter of, uh, of Wilkes keeping that job as well throughout the season. Uh, as we talked, uh, you noticed the team was really turning towards him. Frank Wright has a history with Charlotte I'll get to in just a bit. What's your your quick thoughts on Frank Wright being the next Panthers coach? You know, it's not so much that Frank Wright has gotten the job that bothers me. It's that Steve Wilkes didn't get the job that bothers me. I mean, we could say what Frank Wright is good and okay. He was he got fired last year because he couldn't get Jonathan Stewart and Matt Ryan to play together and win. Okay, but at the end of the day, the hell with the interview. The hell with the interview. The guy did an on-field job performance for you to show you what he was capable of doing. There is nothing more important than showing you. Some people just don't interview well. One of them, the enemy from KC, what? He's a great offensive coordinator, but can't land a job because of his inability to interview well. Look at what the individual did on the field. He took a 1-14 in that had, I'll say it, had no culture, had nothing going for them. Attitudes were bad. Everything about this team was bad. And he completely, completely turned this team around and got him to the last, what, the second to last game of the season, battling for a playoff position, guys. Yeah. I mean, you have to ask a question. And, you know, Des, I know you heard the interview I did with uh, Doug Williams of uh, the quarter, former quarterback of the Washington Redskins. And it's really disturbing what he said. If you listened, and I don't know if you had a chance to see the insert I put in from that interview um, yesterday on Frankly Speaking Sports Carolina, 
And I asked him, I said, Doug, what is going on? There are so many capable black quarterbacks in the league that are coaches, I'm sorry, coaches in the league candidates, and they're not getting the job. What is wrong? And Doug Williams said it flat out. He said, owners are not comfortable sitting at a table with a black coach because they don't trust them. And I don't understand that. That is, I mean, I believe Doug Williams, what he says, but if that is in fact true, Des, come on. This is ridiculous, ludicrous, crazy that a guy, and I'm sorry, I I never ever on this show questioned anything about race. Never. You never hear me talk about race, and that's the reason somebody didn't get a job. What else is it? The guy proved 100%. And you know what's going to happen, Des? He's going to get another job. There's other job openings as a head coach, and I guarantee you the guy's going to be successful wherever he goes. You know, it's funny because I've been hearing – that was the the main outrage I was seeing on uh, Twitter and Facebook yesterday was mainly – and not just from black folks, from a lot of people saying that, you know, this man didn't get a fair shake and, and to that effect. I'm just not catching that vibe. I, I'm I really know. not catching that vibe. I'm really not. Because this. What else could it be? What? 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 Frank, Frank, Wright, Frank Wright had a better interview. Yeah, he had a better plan. He he came. He literally came in with guys he's already talked to. Like no one else did that. I haven't even ever heard that before. Like where so, a guy goes in for a head coaching interview, he already has a staff in place. Like I mean, you know, Larry brought up Larry brought up Frank Wright being fired. I mean, Steve Wilkes went one in fifteen as a head coach in Arizona. Like I mean, they well, they both. That was, that, was, that, was, that was but that but that was yeah, but that wasn't the, his team. He had the least talented team in the league. No, I'm not. It didn't matter who was the coach. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, that was irrelevant. Frank, Frank Wright. Hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Too many voices. Too many voices. That was his team. In the end. That was his Colts team that he built for the last three or four years. Steve Wilkes took a team that Matt Rule just destroyed and took got rid of Robbie Anderson, got rid of by far the best athlete on the team and Christian McCaffrey, and still won. Wait, 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 wait. I was one of the biggest supporters of Steve Wilkes, and everybody here knows that. But I cannot deny the fact he did not win the division. He did not get to the playoffs. He did not win a playoff game. We Steve uh, uh, Tepper was very adamant that he was going to have to do something extraordinary to keep this job. He laid this out at the very beginning. Tepper's an idiot. So for people, no, he's a billionaire, and he's the owner. It's his (laughs) choice. So for, for him to make that decision early on and stick to it, like everyone's acting like Tepper's lying behind their backs. Tepper told us when he fired Rule, he's only spoke to us four times. He told us, I want an offensive-minded coach the next time we come in here. When he interviewed folks, it was nine interviews. Seven of them were offensive coordinators. We knew what he wanted. He picked the best one. For Wilkes, even as an interim, how many interim head coaches? Okay, but Des, just coach- because that's what he said, that's what he wanted, doesn't mean it's the best decision for the team. Correct. But he, but he's not lying to you. That's my point. Like, no, I mean, I don't think anybody's accusing him of lying. Yeah. No, right. people are saying he's lying. That he gave that he didn't give him all the opportunity in the world. In the I don't career. think he did give him all the opportunity. Well, I feel what like he came. I feel like he came down with the chips against him. And I'm gonna be honest. I'm a Panthers fan, but I'm the Panthers are like an ex you still care about for me. I love them from a distance because of stuff <laughs> like this. Because the Panthers are gonna Panthers, and I don't allow them to ruin my Sundays anymore. My thing is. 
Wilkes came in. If he had the entire season, I think the Panthers are a playoff team, and I think they do win that division. But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't wins. because he he didn't. But we're talking about they hired a guy that got fired less than six months ago because he's was, not good. It was, two, it was two months ago. Two months ago, this man got fired. He had in, Jonathan in the Taylor the in the backfield. Man they got, got him out of there. He, he got, got fired in the middle of the come season. On. He, he got fired by a owner that replaced him no. with a television analyst. Like he I mean, got, he got no Jeff Saturday is a. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna act. Like, if you're no, gonna act like no, Wilkes did not act like the Indianapolis man. Colts have talent, you don't know football. I'm sorry. You, no, <laughs> they I'm, don't sorry. Have I'm sorry, Ryan. You're not in a position to question my football knowledge. First off, the Colts had four all pros last position, season, bro. This is the same, yep. it's the, the same Colts, roster. The Colts, the Colts yeah, have no talent. They, the, they had four all pros in 2021. They were on their roster in 2022. Hold on, guys. No the Colts fell apart because they Jonathan lost. Jonathan Taylor is no talent. You don't have a quarterback. You're Players? not going to have a team. <laughs> I think the Panthers have been the Quentin Nelson, all pro guard. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. That's what we've been talking about. The Panthers don't either. What are we? It's the same thing. And that's why Matt Rule got fired. And y'all are sitting there saying that Frank Wright got fired because of what Frank Wright did. No, it is. If the team quits on you, if the team quits if on Frank you, that's Wright the coach's had, fault. If Frank Wright had Andrew Luck for the four years, he was the coach of the Colts. I, I thought we said we're not doing this. I thought we said we're not doing this. That's what we're doing anyway. I might as well leave. No, we're talking about the season. We're talking about facts. Y'all are talking about the Colts don't have talent. Because Jalen, I haven't got to you yet. And I'm going to get to you before I get to my opinion on this. But fair, your, your thoughts on this on Frank Wright being hired over Steve Wilkes for the Panthers? I like I like uh like Larry and De, and Brandon said, man, I think Steve Wilkes had was the better fit just because of how he was able to galvanize the guys. If you're gonna bring the majority of the same roster back next year, and from where they started the season as a team that was a dumpster fire that didn't look like they wanted to even put on helmets on Sundays at one and four, and to be one game out of the playoffs, and really if they had somebody that could guard Mike Evans, they would have been in the playoffs. Don't give me so, <laughs> so <laughs> let, let's be real. Like <laughs> if they had if they had one corner that right. could stop Mike Evans, I mean, they yes, would have been in the playoffs. Right. Right. And so to replace him with a guy who was fired two months ago with a team that also w- was the second team in the NFL last year to look like they didn't want to play. I mean, they had the biggest um, point margin of the entire season. Negative, I can't remember the number, but I know they were the top of the uh, least amount of points scored, most points given up list. Jaylen, so that's Jaylen, not I, I don't understand what we're what we're really Jaylen, talking about here. He's an offensive guru, but go ahead. yeah, I mean, I just want to say too, I feel like it's setting the team back when you got former players and current players that are sticking up for a guy. When you said last week too, Desmond. And you were right. NFL guys don't just come out and speak about a guy. Like, they, right. they're not very That's vocal right. like that. Yeah. If you got a culture, and it felt like Wilkes kind of reestablished the the identity of the Panthers. The Panthers aren't a score 50 points on you team. We've never been there. Never been there. They are a run the ball and stop you and play defense type of team, grind you out physical. It's never – Carolina's never going to be that sexy Pat Mahomes air it out 50 times. We don't do that. Like, right. that's just not the Panthers' identity. Yeah, go Real ahead quickly. Quick, before I get in here. Real quickly, when Frank Reich was fired, listen to this. This team was last in points scored, like Jalen said, 14.7. They allowed 35 sacks. They were 27th in yards per game 
and tied for last in turnovers. What a great hire we designed in Carolina. Are y'all done? Are y'all good? No. Good. I would just say, as far as Frank Wright goes, like the Eagles quit on Doug Peterson too. And Doug Peterson has gone down and Jackson will turn them around. So, I mean, yeah. just because the team, I mean, just because you lose it doesn't mean you can't coach. The Panthers I mean, but we've seen there. a lot like, of I mean, the opposite end on that too. We're, 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 you're at, y'all say, are, y'all at a whole say, lot of extra. Doug Peterson and, and, and the GM, they had a lot of disconnect as well. All right, all right, okay, it's the same thing with Frank. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All, right, all right, listen. For start, I, I'm the biggest Panther fan on this panel. I was the biggest person for Steve Wolf. But you're also a Panthers delusionist. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Wolf's got every opportunity in the world to land this position. And up until really yesterday, I was kind of in my thoughts on, you know, it should have been Steve Wolf's. I can't sit here and lie and say that Steve Wilkes checked off every single box that Frank Wright checks off that I wanted for this coach. One of the reasons why I wanted Steve Wilkes, and now I think back on it, the main reason why I wanted him was because he had a connection to Charlotte. He had a connection to the Panthers. We learned bringing in someone like Matt Rule, it's almost like the Carolina Tar situation with Hubert Davis, where people wanted other guys coming in, like we should go outside the family, quote unquote. And I was the one adamant one saying, no, we should not. The whole point of it is to stay right where we are. But with Des, with that though, they and we're that, talking about Wes Miller, though. That was still family. But there was other there was other candidates that were outside of Carolina that people wanted to come in here to interview. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, Hubert's been groomed for this for the past eight years. This is sort of a similar situation. Frank Wright was the first quarterback in Carolina Panthers history. He right. threw the first touchdown in Carolina Panthers history. He lives it in is. Charlotte. He has lived in Charlotte for the past 20 years. He is a part of the fabric of the community. His entire family lives in the state. He wanted the job. He wanted this job more than the rest of them did, except for maybe Steve Wilkes. Now, if it has to be somebody besides Steve Wilkes, I'm okay with it being Frank Wright. It's okay to be both at the same time. It's okay to be upset that Steve Wilkes didn't get the job and and okay that Frank Wright got the job. It doesn't have to be an either or. And well, I'm that's what I said at the Panther beginning. Nation, I'm worried that Panther Nation is going to make it either or. Oh, the you locker know? room is split. Everything is split nope, right now. Up. And well, the pressure. The let pressure. Me that because some 20 plus players, including captains, went to Frank Wright and met with him yesterday. And yeah. pledge their support for Frank they Wright. Did. See, I y'all mean, you have y'all, to. Y'all are y'all are going about it as if y'all think that it's going to be a divided locker room. Y'all y'all are going as if it's Skip Bayless talking about. I'm this, not talking the about the locker room when I'm talking about the. the I'm talking about the room. whole. I'm talking about the whole fan base, like the culture. It's not to be black split. and white. Like it's not going to be that way. These people have jobs. They're going to play for Frank Wright. They're not, what do you think they're going to boycott? They're going to play for him, and they're going to play for him. Okay, so just because you show up don't mean you're going to play. Right. I could show up to work every day. You could go to school but not do no work. That, and have perfect attendance. Yeah. You could have right. a 1.0 That's for my choice. I'm choosing not to do the work. I'm telling you, they're going to do the work. These people get paid for this. They get paid for this. These professionals. You're going to do the work. You're not going to. You're just going to come to work and do nothing. No, but I mean, it's a difference between doing the work and being willing to run through a wall for your coach. Okay, so you're saying you're saying that Steve Wilkes is the only coach in America that has an ability to motivate players to run through walls. That's not even close to what I said. That's, that's I mean, that's what that's you're implying. No, it's you're not. Implying, what I'm, implying. I'm talking hard. about one team, one franchise, yeah. one franchise, one situation. Those players aren't going to play as hard for Frank Wright as they would have. We don't people. know. We don't. Did know. they play? Did they I'm play as hard? Did they play as hard for Matt Rule as they did for Steve right. Wilkes? No, but right. they, they were saying the same word salad. They were still saying they were supporting Matt Rule. Right. All of course, going they're going to say that. So if they, wait, 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 wait. So if they're putting the same word salad out there in support of Matt Rule, without the product on the field being produced on Sunday, they 
put that word salad out there for Steve Wilkes, the product on the field turns around, improves, right. and then the same word salad puts those 20 guys in a meeting with Frank Wright. So what is the difference? We've yet to see. We still don't know. But what just because just because right. 20 guys come together in a meeting and say we're going to play hard doesn't mean the product right. on the field is going to be conducive get, to wins. Exactly. I get that. I get that. But what I'm saying is y'all are assuming they won't play for him because no, he works. I'm not no, assuming that. Know. I just said that I don't think that the effort give a chance. I, give the dude a chance. Let him build a, let him build a staff. Let him get through an offseason. Let him draft. Let I mean, him, but they wouldn't even have team. to do all this. They're setting the team back. Right. Doing because you have to restart. You have to you're not at that. You're not where you. you know, so Matt, when Matt, when Matt Rule left, say they right. were here. When Steve Wilkes, week 18, they were here. Now when Frank Wright comes in, you can't take this and build off that with Frank right. Wright. You have right. to start back at the bottom. You have you have to start back below where you no. took where Steve hey, Wilkes had. Remember no. something. They're not below where they Steve were. Steve Wilkes did over. it with less talent yes. than Matt Rule. With less talent because you lost. Two of the main guys. Lost all right. pro. Uh, right. All pro. Probably the best running back in football. Absolutely. We traded him all away. <laughs> we're the ones that did, he didn't leave us. Yeah. We traded him away. Like No, we're not saying he left. We're saying that they won games without him. Like, they just looked better. At the end of the day, we have a job. They have wait, a wait, wait. job, but they're still human beings. But they went in every day. game. Is it not okay to want something different? Is it not okay to want something different? Everyone here, I'm the grass surprised. Grass ain't always greener. Side of the argument. Like, I mean, ever right. since you fire, ever since you fired Ron, the the grass has not been greener. It's been brown. Right. So, it's been brown. Right. So, the grass dormant. It's been summer, fall, spring, everything. It doesn't matter, bro. Should we not change what we've been doing for the past twenty-eight years? No, I've been clowning the Carolina Panthers every single week. But we've spoken about identity so much. We talked about identity so much. Like even you, we when last week, Des, you were saying the Panthers are getting back to Before their identity. Was fired, all you would say is we don't have an identity. We don't have an identity. We and don't have an identity. Now we're gonna you restart don't... and scrap the identity. You, you, find that, you find it for twelve weeks and now it's up back to the drawing board. You know New identity. I said about his connection to the Panthers in the first. We place. understand. Oh, just because you live here that. and your daughter goes to school here and your, she works in the marketing department, don't mean that's going to be conducive to the identity right. of a football team. Nobody it's not had nothing to do with your, just because your cousin live in Greensboro and you was born wherever and all your people live in out east in Greenville. That don't mean that has anything to do with the identity of the football organization, see, the program. See, all, it's about the football this, points this, on the board. I refuse to say it, but hey, all this Jaylen, is, is y'all don't think that Frank White will do as good of a job as Steve Wilkes, point blank. That's all yeah. this is. All this says is this. When nobody I knows. Say that. Nobody I knows. But Des, this is what our show is. This is what our show is. What are we talking Like, literally, y'all have to find the side that's against what the actual is. See, I think you're so optimistic with when it comes to anything the Panthers do. That your brain is like okay, I mean, fresh start, and hire, I get it. it I get it. It wasn't a good hire. Let's well, be honest. It wasn't a good hire. I've been far from optimistic regarding this team. Well, every time you talk to me, you t every time you talk to me, the season about to start. I mean, the Panthers going <laughs> nine. And, we're going nine and eight. We're going to be twelve and five. We're going to shock the world. It just your message, your energy towards Wilkes right now is you're, not you're the same. Short, and we start off one and four. So I wasn't that far off. And I'm why did you? And why did you? Why did it turn around? Why did you not end up one in sixteen? Because we got rid of the dude that was making us lose games. It's so very hard to go one sixteen. Are we saying that Ben McAdoo couldn't have been the interim head coach? And they won more games than now. McAdoo? We're doing that woulda coulda are, stuff are we, again. Are we, we saw this? we like, saw what Wilkes did though. You there told no us no ifs off the top. Right. Wilkes finished five hundred. 
We and you saw, keep bringing if you're the only one that keeps saying if you said no ifs off the top. Let's talk about what happened. Wilkes finished 500. He finished six and six. Mm-hmm. He didn't get the job done. I'm sorry. I'm tired of putting this excuse on there. And he got the best out of Sam Darnold. He wasn't he, the best. That was the best. Sam, once again, interviewed. That he best. That was the best Sam Darnold has looked in a Panthers uniform. No, is. since he is the best he's looked probably yeah. in his career. In his career, like they weren't. That was nowhere near a playoff team. <laughs> we talk, we talking about no talent. Having to carry the team, any coach can do that. That's no. Any coach can do that. So why has it the That's four smart. coaches he had before that been able to do it? Because they were stupid. Like literally. Oh, okay. But you just said any coach can do it. No, you just so said hard. any coach can do it. No, Jalen, you cut me off while I was still talking. I said any coach that's smart would be able to do it. You just ran right in there. You didn't hear everything. No, you said, said any so coach could do four, it, but now you add smart. No, caveats is smart. But Can we rewind coaches? this? Because it's on the tape. We're literally taping this. I know what I said but two seconds ago. I was four coaches, all of them are – five coaches, all of them are dumb. All of them. Can Do I not know how you Sam Darnold to put – make him into a Pat Mahomes type quarterback? But that's, does that say more about why are we diminishing what Steve Wilkes is doing to make White look better? We're not. You We're are. We're diminishing it. Right? You are. That's, that's the crazy part did. about name, it. Name an interim I, head coach that became a head coach. No, I didn't say you did, Ryan. But Des, he definitely did. I gave Steve credit. <laughs> I've been giving him credit all year. Like I'm not. And it's crazy I mean, because you on the list interim coaches that it's happened. That's not crazy. Name an interim head coach that became a head coach and was successful going forward. There haven't been any. It usually doesn't work. Usually they don't even get this far in the process. For him to even get to a second interview is a nod to the job he did. And nobody wants to acknowledge that. They're all looking at, oh well, it should have been him. It should have been well, because him. because if they if he wouldn't have got if he wouldn't have got this far after the, what he did on the field and what the team did on the field, everybody would have been blowing Tepper's head off talking about some now. trying to <laughs> exactly now. because honestly, you know what? What okay. <laughs> they're doing? They're it's doing okay. it now, that, I, and that's my whole point. Can I pose a question none about of the could have been the right decision. None of them. Can I pose a question looks, about the? Would have said it was because they were pandering. If they didn't, it would have been what we're having right now. And pe- and people are ignoring Reich's track record, his resume. The Colts aren't the only place he's been. He was the offensive coordinator in 2017 for the Eagles that won the Super Bowl. He got Carson Wentz a hundred million dollar deal. Look at Carson Wentz now without him. Like stop acting like. Look at Carson Wentz with him. Look at Carson Wentz with him. Look at Carson Wentz with him. Carson Wentz eleven and two. Look at Carson Wentz with him. With Carson Wentz was the MVP level that year. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. The year before that, when we was just with the Colts, what happened? When he was just with the Colts, what 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 happened with just with the Colts? Jason Garrett was the interim coach with the Cowboys. No, okay, but you just brought up Carson Wentz like like that was a barometer. That's not a barometer. It's the same. It was the same pairing in Indianapolis. He had the same pairing. He had Philip Rivers. As the Super Bowl winning Eagles team did, he was surrounded by the same folks. Not on the defensive side of the ball. On offense, yeah, Philip Rivers at thirty-seven I, years old. I mean, I mean, yeah, Matt still, Ryan. At there's still guys that have come in, but yeah, we're still, like, but he still had Carson Wentz as well, and that was your bro. Carson Wentz was coming yeah. off an MVP season, damn near. Yeah, that season was the season that Frank Wright was. That's, his OC. That was Frank Wright. That was <laughs> thank Frank you. Wright. I'm talking. No, I'm talking about before he got to the Colts. Carson Wentz was terrible with the Colts. Carson Wentz. He was was terrible with the Colts. Frank Wright was the Eagles offensive coordinator in 2017 when they won the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots. So when when, when Carson Wentz, your starting quarterback next year with Frank Wright, that – just, just go for it, Dad. That's your bed. As you made it, five injuries between there and. And I just want to say, Jason Garrett was the Cowboys' interim coach and got hired. Took them to a few playoffs. How did that work out? I mean, he took them to the playoffs. It could work out better than Rich. You asked for an answer to your question. You asked for an answer to your question about a court, a coach that had success as an interim. 
Jason can I, has success in Dallas. All right, can I can I change the conversation real quick? Because like we talked a lot about identity, and that's fine. I get that's how the Panthers have won. But who says they have to play that way? Nobody wins that way in today's NFL. Nobody. Who does? Like, look who's in. Look who's in the playoffs. Nobody wins in today's NFL that way. Yep. What way is that? The way you're saying the Panthers so have rounded out, out. Nobody wins that way. The, the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers. They spread the ball all around the field. Yeah. Miles Sanders is still a thousand yard rusher. Bro, that's not how the Eagles play. But I'm you saying that's not how they play. He's still a thousand yard rusher, and they play oh really good defense. They got four guys that have over ten sacks. It's, this is the number one about defense. I'm talking about offense. Defense is talking about offense. Defense. Yeah, the 49ers run. The 49ers are the number one rushing team in the league. They run the hell out of the football. They also. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the top 10 in passing. You can still have a good pass. We're not saying they can't pass the ball. We're saying that the ground game, though, the ground game. We're saying, why can't they do that with Frank Wright? Why can't they do it both? With who at quarterback? Well, that's, that's a different that's, show. The, that's why I think Frank Wright got the job is because he's yes. got a planet quarterback. We haven't had a quarterback in five years. <laughs> we have used retreat after retreat. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Teddy Bridgewater. They brought Cam Newton back with a busted shoulder and didn't even want him here. Like, it's been an ineptitude. You know how much money David Tepper has spent on quarterbacks since he's bought this team in 2017, and none of them have worked out? On bad you don't think this billionaire owner is sick and tired of bringing in quarterback after quarterback and having a head coach that doesn't have an offensive background to be able to mold whatever quarterback it is? But you don't I'm, think that they want a rookie quarterback to come here and from somebody it like It doesn't matter what the head coach's background is per se. If you get a good offensive coordinator, the offense is fine. It ain't like he's going to be calling the plays. It's the, but you got to look at around the rest of the league, though, Brandon. If they did it that way it's and had to hire an offensive coordinator, there's not a lot of good ones out there right now. It's the bottom of the barrel. This is and not great. No this is I will say. Now there's not, not good offensive good. coordinators. No, no, no. I was I was saying this is not the greatest uh, head coaching market this offseason. Which is why I, 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 just, I, just to I clarify, and that to, that gives you more reason to stick with what you got. Just to clarify. The 49ers were first in the league in total rushing offense. They were 14th in passing offense this year. So the ground and pound, grounded out, grounded out. They don't run. They have have the most effective rushing scheme and most creative rushing scheme. Who are they they running the ball with? Who are they running the ball with? McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel. That's yeah. they mix it up. They got, they got multiple things. It doesn't matter who you mix it up. You're still running the ball. It don't matter who's carrying it. Yeah, who's here saying they're, they're they're attack, the their attack is like, different than what wait, Carolina does? Who, wait, who is saying that Frank Wright's going to come in here and just abandon the run game and throw it 50 times? Like, I don't think we're, we're assuming all this stuff about Frank Wright. No, That's the part I'm not understanding. Y'all are, like, y'all are like saying that the run game is basically irrelevant. You're like, look at all Ooh. these teams. No, no. I just said you, you cannot be all run. Just in this Nobody's running a wing T in the damn NFL, Ryan. Like, I never run a wing T. Obviously, they're going to throw the ball. Obviously, they're going to throw the ball. We saw the coach that actually supports that. With Steve Wilkes. With this, How do we know he does it? With this, because he didn't do it when he had the chance. He didn't do it while he had. He, the he ran the ball and they looked successful running yeah, the football. On the days they did when they y'all did are talking ball. about a scheme where the Panthers don't even have the players for that. What scheme? Like, what are we, we talking about? Talking y'all are talking about. Y'all are talking about. What, what we don't even know about? the quarterback is. We haven't talked any scheme yet. All we're, we're saying, saying is about their offensive scheme. Yeah, we don't even know what if they're going to go get like a Derek Carr or if they're going to trade up and get a rookie quarterback to groom. It would make sense to do that now, even though I don't want them to lose draft picks for any quarterback in this draft, and I've been on record for that. I don't think any quarterback in this draft is worth losing you know, a couple second round picks or, or first or whatever for CJ Stroud. But since they hired Frank Wright, 
Now I'm thinking that's probably the plan. That's probably why he got yeah, the job. Absolutely. They're going to bring in a young quarterback. Like go, a get, go get Will Levis. Yeah, might as well. At this point, go get Will Levis. Go get Levis at this I'm point. I'm telling you, Des. If they trade up to five this for is, Will Levis. This is your future. This is what it this started. Is your, this is your organization. And this is what have, you do. Yeah, you hire I mean, Frank Wright, and then you go get Will Levis. Exactly. Because that's, that's, that's the coach. That's what they would have done. Y'all going to stop the slander about Panthers and things. Will Levis. Bring them on. It is what you do. He's a rushing quarterback. You go five. You go five and twelve. Five, five and whatever. Five is your magic number. You got to seven this year. Whoop de dee. But it is what it is. You'll be between five and seven wins for the next three years. A real fun show when Lamar Jackson comes to the Carolina Panthers. It's gonna be really funny in five years when Rex is looking for that. Would be my especially now that Frank Rice there. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Why? He can't. He he don't want to go learn underneath the uh, actual quarterback. You don't want to learn underneath the coach. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Those, those two. Those two ain't vibing like that. That's not gonna be. That's not a match made in it. heaven. Like, hedge fund. Hedge fund money is long money. Like if Lamar really about getting this two hundred and thirty million guaranteed, and David Tepper could get it. Action, he could get it elsewhere. Tell me, it ain't gonna happen because I, I, every day that goes by, I'm starting to think Lamar ain't coming back to Baltimore, buddy. I, I don't think he's coming he to come back. This whole this we're talking about you we're talking about you and in your there. organization. I and was on board with that. And now I'm talking about you. There's, <laughs> no, there's about no court. way. Your dude is the dude we're gonna target. We're gonna target. Lamar is not coming to Carolina. This this makes it less likely. Exactly. This makes it less likely. I think Lamar is going to Miami. It's just my opinion. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I've been told you that, Des. I told you that when the season started. Why would he go to a harder division? Because they got more talent. Y'all don't. (laughs) Going to the the Panthers is a lateral move, and now that you've got another coach that you've got to start from down here and implement his culture, his and everything – they're not scrubbing the wrong. Why would we go? Why would I go to a brand new project? It's a but it's how, how Des, I want to know this. How when I bring in a new coach and a brand new staff, I don't have how is that not a restart? That's a restart. How is that not a restart? You, they're gonna clean the roster out. That's what you're they're saying. not talking about the roster, but the staff. Like they're gonna it's have a to restart. restart. If we have a different scheme, if we're running a different offense, if we have different meeting times, if my day is going to be different and look if different, you get a new how is that boss, not a restart? You get a new boss, it's different. But it doesn't mean it's worse, and that's my. Yeah, point. I, I didn't say it was worse, but we you still have to start Y'all below have, where we were. It just no, ends. No, no. when you say it's going to be like this, that's worse. You're, no, you're saying you're no, no, it's a re- it's, as in progress, Desmond. It's a restart. Like, don't let's not act like this. Like, I don't understand progress. It's you, a restart. You've been arguing with me for thirty minutes that the Panthers haven't made progress in twenty eight years. Well, they made they made progress in twelve weeks last. Like they had, they, they made progress in twelve weeks. I just told you that. But the Panthers do the same thing that they I'm always do, which is look and say, "Okay, well, this isn't going to be good enough. Let's restart and start somewhere else." It just feels like your whole attitude has changed last week since this hire got announced, Des. Because you to. was all Mr. Wilkes. Yeah, and, it had to. And, but Wilkes it's is like not the coach. we don't have Why to would we, I stick on Wilkes when he's not the. We don't have to downplay coach. what he did though. To I'm hype not downplaying it. I, I appreciate what Wilkes did. I love the fact that the man's going to hopefully get an opportunity elsewhere where he'll be able to to grow. But the situation he got put into, looking back on it now in hindsight, he was doomed from the start. He was not going to get this job. And it's not because he's black. It's not because of anything other than the fact that interim head coaches typically just don't Get the job. I mean, we've seen interim head jo- coaches get hired, though. Jeff Fisher got hired. Win. He was he. Jeff Fisher was yeah. another guy that was an interim coach. Like we've seen it happen. Just before. Seven and nine. Yeah. 
And he hasn't had a job since. I mean, hey, time. but y'all are asking for examples, and I'm giving it. Of successful just, coaches. No, you said interim coaches. You said that were interim successful coaches. as head coaches. It's always a caveat after. Exactly. That's exactly. right. It's we, always a caveat it's after. Like a, it's like a hidden no, 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 tax. It's like a back. hidden We're supposed to read between the lines and figure out all these, no, all these extra adjectives that he's putting in his sentences. No, you're supposed to let the whole sentence so you can hear the whole thing before you make your take. You started talking over what I was saying and didn't hear it. I'm going to clip that out. And I'm gonna send it to you yes. so you can hear. Okay, I'll, I'll wait for it. I'll wait for a view. Y'all asked for interim head coaches that became head coaches. That's, that's that was your question. Did. That was it. That and you was know, it. And then and then the thing was, no one said anything because we started to think. And then we went on to a new topic. Then Desmond start. I mean, Brandon started coming with names. <laughs> literally not what happened. Like literally, as I'm saying what? it, you jumped in and started saying that yes, they do. Yes, they do. And y'all started trying to get no. coaches that had. Y'all asked for interim head coaches that got named head, head coaches. Coach. That was it. Name an interim head coach that became a successful head coach. And all, you came up with y'all keep Y'all keep switching it, though. You said, name me an interim head coach that got the job. That's what you said. And I named you, too. Is it two different ways? Name an interim head coach that's been a successful head coach. Can we you give me any recently? We can't go back though. This ain't this ain't Facebook. You can't edit your comment. You said what you said. It's all Bill Belichick was an interim coach. Not for the Patriots. It doesn't matter. He was an interim coach. And he had success. <laughs> it does matter. Like okay. No, he did say that interim that stayed that got the job. That was the that was the core. That, that, that was the, the question. Right. Hold on. I haven't said much in a while. Go ahead, okay. Man. But I want to say this. Just because other people didn't weren't successful doesn't mean another guy isn't going to be successful. If the world was put around not doing things because other people weren't successful, then no one would ever be successful. This okay? is Larry. Larry this, this is a guy that has the makeup. Look, what do you want for a head coach? Listen to me a minute. In a head coach, you look for leadership. Because did he prove he has leadership? Yes. You look for communication, commitment, discipline confidence, enthusiasm, all those boxes are checked off. And I can't Why say Frank Wright checks all those boxes. Why I mean, we you? didn't even know he played. I mean, the we didn't even talk this? about his NFL career until this hire. Wait, like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Go back NFL to Jalen. Go back to Jalen because the players have already come out and said this, and so have personnel. Okay, so coaches, all the people how, how many players do you think have really met with – you said the 20, right? They had oh, the 20. 20, 20 out of so 60. Far. He's meeting more this weekend. Down. And back to word salad, right? No. What no. do they no. say? So though? now it's not word salad. It's only word salad in hindsight. Is that what, what it is? is what is word salad? What are you? What are you asking me? Uh, okay, this. No, 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 you me? You're saying what's word salad? Him talking to the players? What are they no, going to no, 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 say no, no, though? No. We don't support them coming out. Right. right. That's exactly. what I'm saying. Like, what are they supposed to say? If they wanted Steve Wilkes that bad, then why? They would. They're not going to say, "Hey, we because Tepper just Tepper signs my check." And so, because okay. now and there's yeah. nothing because me coming out and saying, okay, I support Steve Wilkes after Frank Rice been high. What is that going to do for me as a player? What, kind of, what, what do I look like cutting down my new boss and I'm trying to play and get right. paid and keep feeding my family? You're assuming they want to cut yes, that was re, That's remedial. You're Come on, dog. Don't, like don't act like that. You're no, way smarter than that. We're not assuming they don't like them. No, no, they're not going to speak Hold on, man. Y'all are acting like they don't like Frank Rice. We're not saying they don't like him. I didn't say. We don't know. We don't I just said all we said is listen, no one's against Frank Wright being hired. They're against that Steve Wilkes 
was wasn't not hired. for right. this specific job. Listen, for this specific job, established right. that already. We've already you know established that it's okay to be both. It's okay to be both guys. You can be upset that Wilkes didn't get hired and be happy that they found the guy in Frank. But Ray. my thing is, it's we okay. can speak freely about that because the Panthers aren't signing our checks. Players are not going to say, "Hey, we'd right. rather this guy over this guy," because yeah. that's just not the You're professional thing. Already. You got to pay politics. They don't have to necessarily go out of their way to go meet him the day after he's hired. I mean, but it looks good. I'm if I'm looking if I'm, to play, if I'm looking for a job, I'm going to the work events. I'm going to the social gathering. Like what are I'm you? going to meet my new boss. That's logic. <laughs> Come on, man. See, you just said 20 minutes ago that these players aren't possible no. hard for him as they did for Steve Wilkes. They might not. That doesn't mean they they're, not? they're that doesn't mean they're not gonna show up and be like, hey, we're, we still want to meet him. Nobody's gonna go to bat for Steve Wilkes now that he didn't get hired. It's over. It's over. Actually, it's nothing actually. That's because what, 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 what is me coming out and saying, oh, well, we should have Steve Wilkes going to do for me besides give me What is that going to do for Darius Moore? What is that going to do for him? Shot Smith. Shot Smith, what is that going to do? Everybody, one at a time so we can hear everybody. They, the players have been coming out on Twitter still giving support to Wilkes. They've been doing it the past. Yeah, years. but they're not saying he should be the head coach. They're saying that he's handling it well and he they're wishing him success elsewhere. They're not saying, hey, he should be our head guy. What is what? Okay, in game here. What is your what is yours, uh, Brandon and Jalen? Your point here in regards to Steve Wilkes because you're arguing stuff that we've already talked about. Yes, yeah, Steve Wilkes did plenty to deserve a, an opportunity to, to interview for this job. He didn't get it. What is your end point here? What are you trying to say? That the Panthers messed up and no, they shouldn't hire my, my only point is we built up so much pro progression in 12 weeks under Steve Wilkes. Morale, attitude, team chemistry, product on the field. Now you bring in a whole new staff that we are completely unfamiliar with. Now we have to start back at square one where we were at when we first hired Matt Rule. Right. It's just a setback. That's my thing. It's set the <laughs> back team to where we started when we first hired Matt Rule. Because there has to be impl implementation of the whole process, my scheme, my offense, my coaching staff, what our day-to-day -day is going to look like, how we practice, our culture. Do we hit in practice? Do we Those type of things, you know what I'm saying, that is involved and people have to be learned day-to-day. -day. That's what I'm saying. And to tear down what was already built up and being built under 12 weeks with Steve Wilkes for a fresh start in a new slate with – Right. Now, now, see what this is. What I want you and Brandon to do is go and uh, subscribe to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast because you're, mi <laughs> you're missing facts. You're missing out elements. What, of fa but what, 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 what was what, what's missing you. from that? Let me first. tell you. For starters, he's not cleaning the whole staff out. Some of these people are staying, like the offensive line coach, James Campion, that turned the offensive line around. Uh, he mentioned there's a five minute video Kristen Balboni from the Panthers did with Frank Wright last night from his home in Charlotte where he got a chance to talk about his plans, what he's going to do, what's next, what they want to do. And no one here has watched it. I can tell from the tone of y'all. My thing is, though, y'all going there like he's going to rip it all to shreds. No, we're not saying he's going to rip it all to shreds. We're just saying you're going to clean it out and bring in your own staff, Brandon. No, I never said that. I said that the what what we're hitting on though is stuff is going to be run differently. You're having a new boss. They want it run differently. That's why they hired him. That's why they're bringing them in. They want it run differently. Okay. We, we, we spent all this talk about establishing an identity, and Wilkes understands what that's the all you talked do. about the whole and season. This and this and this. Yeah. And this. And all you talked about the whole season. Brent, and you're I... assuming Pete Wright doesn't know Carolina Panther identity. That's literally what this comes to. Y'all are assuming. Has he, he hasn't coached it? No. But they haven't even, about, you're they haven't about even had an OTA yet. Like, what are we talking about? This is this is an argument in circles because both, both sides are honestly right in what they're talking about. Jalen and Brandon are right in that. 
yes, there is going to be some remedial of having to come back down and learn a new system and all that mm-hmm. being implemented. Yeah. But this is also right in the sense that they want that. So they want I, to flip that out. They've been the organization's choice. But my my only thing that I get that. just spin their wheels for five years. It's like y'all think a billionaire's just and you don't and you don't think he plays he, he has the biggest part he plays the biggest part in that. You don't think Des, that? I'm just going off of what you've been saying for weeks and weeks and that weeks I want about this I didn't know about team. how Wilkes has the identity, he understands Panthers football. He ain't the only one. That, He's not I mean, the only one. He's not. But the only he's coached games. He's already coached games. He's not the and only one. Results. To do that. He's Why not are we? We're going, going off a of what if. We're not going off a of what if. Because we're, we're talking what about if. what if. What, this what is, is almost. Right this is the do. closest they could have gotten to almost nailing this. Like, yeah, and the closest. Yeah, and they could have nailed it. The Panther is. They could have nailed it with Steve Wilkes. They could have nailed it with Steve Wilkes. That's an if. They didn't. That's but my we whole saw point. what he I'm could not gonna do. Sit, I'm not going to sit and stew in the fact they didn't hire Steve Wilkes. That's my point. And the I'm thing is, like and because and Frank Wright was and sulk about it for four weeks, I'm not going to do it. It's over. They hired someone else. At least they hired somebody that has a sense of what it means to be a Carolina Because Panthers. he was a backup quarterback for one season. <laughs> and, and lived here for 20 years, Jalen. He's lived here for 20 plus years. I mean, I know people that live in Charlotte. I, I, I live, that's what I'm saying. That, don't even like the Panthers. About? They Steelers fans. What are you talking about? Like, you can live in Charlotte. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about? Charlotte probably got more Steelers fans than Panthers fans. Let's be real. Have, they literally have a, a Browns bar. A Browns bar. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we talking about, bro? He got a Patriots <laughs> bar. He lives in Charlotte. He, he's all about the culture. It don't matter that he yeah. that he that he played for the Panthers. It don't matter for one season. Teams. It don't yeah, one season. The culture was even established. It don't matter the that Panthers he lives had here. No I got it, y'all. I got it. 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 Dez is excited because Frank Wright threw the first ever touchdown in Panthers history, and he takes him back. Takes him back to high school. He was like, "Yeah, we finally got a football team." Go through a whole hour with no commercial breaks. Let's li- listen. Yeah. Talk hey, I was just thinking that. I was like, "We ain't taking a commercial break." I was. I was thinking somebody's gonna be mad. Somebody's gonna be mad. Roll the break, Des. No, no, we're gonna stay right here. I want to. I want to hear your. I want to hear your conversation. I mean, we're talking about a guy that lives in Carolina, so he knows the culture. He was there for a season before they even had a coach. It's not hard to understand, guys. The same reason why I wanted Steve Wilkes. It's the same reason why I'm cool with Frank Wright. Frank, Frank Wright. I don't think those are the same. same Frank Wright. Frank Wright ain't go to West Charlotte. Steve Wilkes was only here a couple years himself. He went. To, Frank, he's born. Frank Wright. Raised. Frank Wright ain't go to West Charlotte High School. That's the same he's thing, Brandon. You go to West Charlotte. You go to West Charlotte. Oh, Steve Wilkes went to West Charlotte. Steve Wilkes. But 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 if your argument, but if that's your argument though, Des, Steve Wilkes's argument is stronger because he was born and raised in the city. Randy Moss's son went to Carolina. Like his son was in North Carolina. Randy Moss lived there for a while. Randy Moss know the Panthers culture too. He didn't play for the Panthers. He went in the building. That's for one year, bro. He was there at the backup for one season. Frank Wright lived here. Frank Wright was on the team for three years. So, see, you're saying stuff and don't know the facts, <laughs> he, he, he was on the team for one, one, one year, bro. You're, you're painting a narrative that's not bro, true. Frank Wright was on the team for 1995. He didn't serve as a, a consultant or anything along those lines? Bro, he was. Bro, you said, I said on the team. I ain't talking about uh, on the staff. He was on the team for one year. Man is lived here. Man is lived here. Come on, dog. This man talk about a consultant. You know what a consultant? A man's lived here for twenty. 
The man's yeah. living for 20 plus oh, and Steve years. Steve Wilkes is 65 years old and lived in Charlotte his whole life. What are you talking about? Don't argue one side of it and then use it for your other side. Don't say No, no, no. I just used your, your argument and applied it to my side. That's all I did. I didn't use it for your side. I you said, said he Steve applied it to my side. He West Charlotte, Nap State. That's the same thing as saying that Frank Wright's lived here for 20 years. No, I, 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 I just, no, no, no. I, hey guys, I said, I, all I said, Des, yeah. was if you're going to use that argument, then Steve Wilkes' argument is stronger. That's all I said. Yeah. Because this ain't gonna go nowhere because that ignore the, the Panthers, so it's okay. The Panthers go the day. It's gonna be a fun day on the rundown when Lamar Jackson signs for 270 million dollars or whatever Tepper. Yeah, in Miami. Here, here you go with these ifs again. Yep. If you live in a world of ifs, it's but you said this, don't bring it Is up. He Charlotte? He's not <laughs> <laughs> that man ain't coming <laughs> to play for no freight. Right not lives in Charlotte. Ryan, a, Ryan, uh, NFC Championship game <laughs> preview. Eagles 49ers. Real quick, real quick, we got about we got about 15 minutes before I got to flip it over to the uh, high school football panel. Um, Eagles Chiefs, or, or excuse me, Eagles 49ers is the number one ranked defense versus the number two ranked defense in all the land. Jalen Hurts uh, would have probably won MVP if he hadn't got hurt the last month of the season. Thoughts on this? Uh, I think I think it's a really it, it's a really interesting conversation around this game because everybody keeps talking about how this is the game that Rock Purdy is going to mess up in. But we're assuming like we're, we're saying that like Jalen Hurts isn't playing his first NFC championship game, too. So that's why I just find that be an interesting discussion, uh, like because this is Jalen Hurts first. And I, but I, don't look at me wrong. I trust Jalen Hurts more. Um, I think uh, ultimately it's going to be kind of a low scoring game because, like you said, the top two defenses in the league going at it. Uh, ultimately, I think Jalen Hurts' legs. I think he'll make a play late with his legs. Uh, I think AJ Brown will make will make some big plays in this game as well. And I, I think the Eagles win by a field goal. You pick yeah. the Eagles by a field goal? By a yeah. field goal, I think, yeah. I'm with you, man. I yeah. I just think I think I love Brock Purdy and everything he's done. He it just keeps it's it's something in my spirit keeps screaming Tom Brady. I don't know. Why? I, I, and I know that's huge shoes to fill, right? <laughs> keep saying that, though, it, like. but it just keeps screaming in my spirit. I, I, and I, I don't think he's going to have that much success, of course. But I think he will be a very successful quarterback yeah. and could have, a, you know, could possibly win a couple championships if he stays in San Francisco. But I just think that the talent that Jalen Hurts possesses is a little bit greater than what Brock Purdy has right now. I also think that Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are better on the outside than what San Francisco has. And I do believe pretty much everywhere else these two teams are equal. But I think those are the two areas that the Eagles are better. So I think they'll end up winning. I think it'll be a one-score game. Larry? I think Jalen's forgetting that the 49ers have a guy named Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Samuel and George Kittle. For I, a minute. I, I, now, I'll tell you this. Kittle and Goddard. That is not as far of a deficit as you would think. That is pretty good. Too. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk was a thousand yard receiver. Right. Just saying. I like Ayuk, but he he ain't Devontae Smith. Anyway, anyway, since we don't get into another forty five minute debate on the <laughs> please save me, Larry. Please save me. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Um, you know, I look at this game and I think the matchup that everybody's forgetting to watch because we're talking about Purdy, who I think I agree with Jalen. He is tremendous. Just a tremendous talent. We know Hurts is a tremendous talent, but this game could come down to the matchup between Hassan Reddick and Trent Williams because Reddick has a, been a beast, former Carolina Panther, not from Charlotte, by the way. And uh, 
you know, he's been playing really, really well. I mean, look at the year he's having there. In, uh, hey, Larry, man, you're funny. You know? <laughs> but, you know, look at the year he's having in Philadelphia. But you know what? I, for some reason, I've said it all year, there's something about the Eagles that just doesn't click with me. They feel like they're beatable even though they keep winning. They still have that. I don't know what it is, but I'm taking the 49ers in this game. I think Hurts has a terrible game. Brandon? I'm taking I'm I'm taking the Eagles. Uh, I think last week we saw Purdy play a defense of the you Cowboys. You disagree with Jalen? That was just they, they, they was just they're athletic. They're, oh, I know this is honestly with you, Larry. You ain't been in a couple weeks. This is the first time me and Jalen ever done been on the same page. This one it's it really kind is. of crazy. It really I, it's is. Kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. This this ain't never happened. Ever. This is this is monumental. It's usually right me here. and you, Larry. Yeah, it's usually y'all too, Larry. Mm-hmm. It's usually y'all too. But no, I'm going. I think we saw Purdy struggle for the first time last week, and if Dak doesn't throw mm-hmm. all them interceptions, the 49ers aren't even playing in this game. But I don't Jay, think. You know what, I don't think Jalen Hurts the makes over, the. Does he? Purdy I don't think turn the ball over. I don't think, seven interceptions. That's yeah. it. Uh, I don't it think, eight games. I don't think Jalen Hurts makes those mistakes. That that's Dak a. That's does. a. Very Purdy popular looked, bet, by the way. Right, Purdy, Purdy under a half interception. Yeah, I mean, Purdy, <laughs> Purdy looked a little shaken up last week. Like, it wasn't easy-peasy like it's been. It, and the the more film that gets out on this kid, the more defensive coordinators sure. are getting to study. They're getting to see him. I think it'll be a really close game, two great defenses. This will be the best defense that he's faced, though. I think the Eagles will be able to get pressure on him. Yeah, they'll and get I, that pass rush. You know what I'm saying? I think they'll put pressure on him. I think they'll make things – muddy out there for him but shout out to purdy because he can move in that pocket a little bit and i didn't know that he had them feet he i can't move i think, I think brock we, purdy brock purdy was severely underdrafted if we're being absolutely. honest like it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a nice story like that he was the last pick but if you watched him at iowa state like this is not that huge. they put a big surprise. number like he was yeah. he was a yeah. really good quarterback in college he's just him not six four He's just not. <laughs> right. No, I mean, he's looked great in that system. I still think Trey Lance is their guy. Might be my North Dakota State oh, bias. Man. I don't know. Ooh, I don't hey, know. Hey, that's who might be the Panthers quarterback. Bring him. Bring him to Charlotte. He's moving to Charlotte. Charlotte. He's going down the road today. He's not from Charlotte, though. <laughs> Look, okay, so. No, his, what do you say? His mom gonna, is, though. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to give a pick because clearly with this episode, my opinion does not matter. Whatever I say, she's going to down anyway. So I'm not going to give a pick. I know that. <laughs> uh, my, my, my name's on the marquee. It don't really matter, but whatever. I doesn't be wrong. So it's it is, because he was zero four. Uh, you ain't even running your sponsors. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm actually gonna pick the uh, the 49ers because the one thing that nobody mentioned here in January in the NFL, you go with the hot team. All that That's other right. stuff is irrelevant. Eleven in a row. The 49ers right? are the hottest team That's in the right. NFL, and they're gonna make it to the Super Bowl. That's right. I agree. My analysis. Like, I agree with that. Playing better than anybody in the league right now, except for maybe the Bengals. I would say the Bengals. Uh, that right now. My future, so. my future bet on the 49ers would love that. <laughs> yeah, I will well, say, man, the Niners <laughs> look great. They really yeah. have. It, it, the 49ers are the proof that you don't need an elite quarterback to actually be an elite team because they've ran through three quarterbacks this year, and every other asset of their of their team has been spot on. And look at them. Like, how do you beat them? Like, I mean, how do you beat them? looking kind of – you, if you, even if you rattle Purdy, you can still as long as he gets the ball I, in his playmaking hands, it don't really matter. I like Purdy, man. He's such a I, 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 
I just he think got that, Brock Purdy he got was... that in his chest, man. <laughs> I know he's he's really good, man. I think that they could flop, switch him out for a first round pick on draft day. It, all, it also shows the value of having could, an offensive mind from Carolina. It also shows the value of having an offensive mind at head coach in Kyle Shanahan in this day oh, and age. Yeah. Oh, well, you, you got the best <laughs> defense in the league. You got the best defense, defense in the league. Okay. Hey. You gonna no, yeah? They I mean, have the best talking, defense in the league. Let's not get back into this. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I'm talking. I really want to talk about that. It's hard, it's hard to lose. It's hard to lose games when people can't head score. Head and you're telling me the defensive coordinator has nothing to do with it. The offensive coordinator. It's all you got a defense coach. Their defensive coordinator is literally about to get a head coaching job. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Because they got the number one defense in the league. Yes, Mind you, that would be right. the second defensive coordinator he's lost because they had the number one defense, and That's now they right. go get a, a head coaching job. A lot of talent on the 49 And they keep getting to the Super Bowl because they got great defensive players and great defensive coaches and a great offensive scheme. It's you got to have all of them. It's tough to, it's tough it's to the lose when, you can't score. when, you, when somebody can't score on you. It's tough. To Who win. made that scheme? Just real quick, who made that offensive scheme? Not Frank Wright. I tell you that he ain't draw it up. Did? But who did? Who made it? Who was it? Oh, you said who made the who made the offensive scheme? Old man Shanahan. Old man Shanahan. Old man. Bengals Chiefs, six thirty p.m. on uh CBS, the AFC Championship. I, I ain't think Frank Wright fell out that tree. I don't even know how. Uh, I don't you even know, know how the NFL keeps getting this right, where they put the marquee game on before the the matchups are even set. They end up with the marquee game in that primetime slot, Ryan. Bengals Chiefs, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, what you got? But I, first of all, I just I love both these quarterbacks. Like they are they are my two favorite players to watch in the NFL, like by a pretty wide margin. Um, I but right now I honestly just think the Bengals have the better team right now. I think they're the hotter team. Burrow for whatever reason, and I, Arrowhead just does not rattle Joe Burrow. Like it rattles everybody, but Joe Burrow, it just it doesn't matter. He's he's just that guy. And I think I've ever seen him rattle. I just ever seen him. It's just he's coming to the bank. He don't know how to act. I tell you that it is it is very hard. He does struggle with the Ravens for whatever reason. Um, they, I mean that that's true. But uh, he. Yeah, I think that's you the see how he tried to poo poo me. He tried to poo poo me. Okay, they didn't play the Chiefs three times in this year. We don't play them twice. What you talking about? Like I'm just saying. They, they anyway, I, I'm, going with, ahead, I'm going with the Bengals. <laughs> Staying with the hot team. I, I just think Jaylen. they're the better team right now. Jalen Bengals Chiefs real quick. Uh, honestly, I got the Chiefs just because I don't think there's any way in the world they're going to beat a team four times in a row that is as talented as the Chiefs. I think that's really all it comes down to. I do believe the Bengals have a better team, but I think the Chiefs have a better coach, and I think they have a little bit better quarterback. Just a little bit. That's I think that's debate. all it's going to come down to. I honestly feel like that's up for debate now between Burrow and uh, Bro, and Mahomes. I really your, your boy, come on, Des. You can't come on, Des. You can't do that. Why? Why the hell can't you? Go ahead, go Why ahead, Larry. Can't you? Go ahead, Larry. Joe Burrow hasn't ascended to this point. He's been beat him the past three times. They're right. Like they're right. They're one A one one B to me. Like go back and forth. Thank you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> but argue every single thing I say, Jalen. Like you can nah. agree with me sometimes. Like it's okay. You can agree. Not with when you keep saying these type of things. The Joe Burrow and <laughs> Pat Mahomes. No, I said they're close. I said it's close. I said Patrick Mahomes is slightly better. That's, That's what I'm all. Saying. And That's you said. All I said. That's all I said. It's a it's a debate now. You can debate that. The Joe Burrow's in that world with Pat Mahomes. I don't know if it's a debate. It I it think it's close. Crazy. I don't know if it's a debate. It's not a crazy debate to have. 
Brandon. If Burrow, if Burrow wins this weekend, I, it's, it's a pretty. I mean, Burrow got to get <laughs> a Super out. Bowl. He got to get an MVP. We got to, you know. But I anyways. It's, um, it's been five straight AFC Championship games. Like, yeah, it's a lot to go I with it. You know, I, I'm still not ready to put him above Mahomes. Are they in the same tier? Possibly, yeah. But regardless of the fact, um, I'm going Bengals. I think Mahomes, depend, I, we don't know how banged up he is. That ankle's still nagging him. The Bengals' defense is tough, man. That defensive line, they're physical. Jamar Chase is that guy. T. Higgins is that oh. guy. Joe Burrow, they're calling it Burrow Head up in there. And, like, I don't know, man. So I, I think I got to go Bengals. That's so disrespectful, too. I, uh, I just really think, man, it's how you going to be the team four that's times tough, in a row? Though. That's, that's tough, though. That's crazy. In no, one I, year, I, in I one year, that's, that's is, insane. Is it my no, I agree. Yet? I agree with that. I agree. No, Larry, you got to wait again. I got to wait again. Go, Larry. Go, Larry. Come on, all right, we're coming down to it. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, you got to remember Cincinnati is without three of its starting offensive line. Alex Kappa, including one of them, is going to be out for this game. But at the end of the day, we've said this on this show many times, defense wins championships. Even though it may not win head coaches, it does win <laughs> defenses, okay? KC has given up 55 sacks this year. They have twice as many fumbles as the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey. Larry, I'll let you, you know. I'm not going to lie. Larry to go, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. At the end of the day, guys, I'm picking, and you know who to watch out for in this game, Jalen? Has a big game in the playoffs. The guy Boyd for Cincinnati. Tyler Boyd, Boyd yeah. seems to show up during the big game. I don't know what it is. Not during the year, but during, everyone goes Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase. Well, watch out for Boyd in this game. I'm taking the Bengals over the Chiefs as well. Since y'all since y'all know all the stuff that I say on the show all the time, one of the things I do say on the show all the time is that NFL teams have a four-year championship window. I've said it a lot. You, do. you say show. that a lot. And the Kansas City Chiefs are at the end of that window. The the window started when they lost to the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game in 2018. This is 2023. All teams, I don't care who they are, in the NFL eventually fall out that window. Even Tom Brady. And the Patriots had a four-year window at the beginning, won three Super Bowls, went like eight years or whatever without sniffing one. Well, who are you taking? Went to three, four more in a four-year window. You know he taking the, he taking the Bengals, man. I'm taking the Bengals. He, he can't stand Patrick Mahomes. He's the biggest hater in the world. No, I don't have a problem with Pat Mahomes. I, I, it goes what I just said. It's just basic Not, logic. That's Take good logic. Team. Take the hot team in the NFL in January. The hot team will never do you wrong more often than not. I like the better it's coach, the man. It's I like the, the better coach. Bengals. Bengals got something going on, man. Bengals got something going on. I don't know what it is. Another thing I've said on the show a bunch, don't trust the Bengals two years in a row. I've had to back off of that because Joe Burrow is just – Oh, so Joe now we're cross-referencing Saints. Joe, Joe Burrow's that dude, man. Like, I would take Joe Burrow right now over any quarterback in the NFL. So when we take two Desmond Saints, how do we do the math on that? We got the four-year window versus the can't trust the Bengals two years in a row. No, I had to I had to go off that. So now – okay. Lifetime. In my lifetime, you never trust the Bengals two years in a row. That's what like, I'm saying. Though you like, do you carry the one on that, or how does the how does the math work? Out <laughs> figuring out who we take on the on the Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do well math. Is there another quarterback? Other, well, take it with Mahomes with a with a busted ankle. Is there another quarterback that you would take other other than Joe Burrow right now? See, now you're going to use that as an excuse. The whole it, it's what he's got. He's got a hurt high ankle sprain. 
actually ask Jonathan. I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I got a guy. A long time to come back from a high ankle sprain. I got a guy in KC. I got a guy who works out in KC, and he's he's at the beat every day. Every video yeah. he's posted, Patrick Mahomes, he looks he looks pretty decent. I know. He, he, looks, looks, pretty good. he looks pretty good. And I like yeah. I said, he's at practice every day. He doing you know, post get, uh, post practice interviews. Yo. All, every video they post. There's no limp, and I mean, that's full of media. Uh, let it get touched one good time. So. Let it get, yeah, let it get I, you. I know. Like, it's different than just doing the walkthrough with your buddies, like, up and down. But, but walkthrough. Running from somebody for dear life. <laughs> but walkthrough is the only indicator as to how we really going to be able to get down. You know we what haven't saying? seen him go I vertically. Mean, we haven't seen him. Pat Mahomes' whole game is being mobile. <laughs> throwing those crazy backyard passes on the I road. mean, it's – he, is he really much more mobile than Joe Burrow? Not really. really. Not really. Honestly, yeah. not really. I think, I think he's, he's slightly. He's slightly they, they both they both maneuverability in the pocket really well. It's yeah. the same. But yeah. the, I mean, the yeah. times we talk about Mahomes doing something we ain't seen before is because he's probably on the move. The little underhanded throws, the the behind the back nonsense, the across the field passes that you're not supposed to make that they teach you in Pop Warner that he does and makes it look easy. Like I said last week, he's the Steph Curry of the NFL. He does stuff that you're not supposed to do on the field. He makes it look easy. I he makes it look like everybody can do it, and nobody can. He's, nobody can do what Mahomes does. He's, a, he's another reason why we should question NFL these NFL scouts because, like, he was like this at Texas Tech. I was literally yeah, right. on the field. Right. I was literally on the field at Oklahoma State one time and watched him throw it end to end. Like, it's, his arm has been there. Like, I, he's another right. people reason scared why we question NFL stuff. <laughs> People are scared of new stuff. That's it changes the game. Like, he's well, you know, Desmond's got your biscuit. Right? Was he was the answer? So. It's no, fine. I did not. Don't put that hex on me. I, that's me, your guy. That's your Carolina guy. Me and Rod. Hey, I mean, clown that I mean hey, nobody asked him. him. Mitch we didn't ask them to pick him at him. number two, though. I that's, 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 that's true. That's put true. that hex that's on true. me because me and Rod Funderburg, we were clowning that from day you one. You put it on we yourself. Like, God, the world that they trade up to number two for Mitch Trubisky. Hey, it was Mitch's fault. We didn't even like him at Carolina. No, he wasn't. He wasn't that great. He wasn't no Marquise Williams. I'll tell you that. Exactly. We like Marquise Williams. But I, nah, yeah, I, we we were not Mitch just, fans. Not like, just Trubisky, by the way. Deshaun Watson went ahead and too. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. it wasn't Mitch's <laughs> hey, fault, hey. though. He didn't tell him. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, coming out of college though, Deshaun Watson was the guy. Yeah, he was the guy. A couple years ago, I don't, he was top five quarterback. Well, I say, I was like, until two years ago, he was still the guy. He was top five but, dude. Now I, I mean, don't know if he might be back next year. We'll see. We'll see. I think he's got another run in him. Man, bro, he in Cleveland. Like that's okay. It ain't gonna happen. It's Cleveland, man. It's yeah. you talk about identity. All right, so wait, wait, we got another death saying Brown, Browns, no. The Browns compared to the Panthers, it ain't that far off. Yeah, have you ever been to Cleveland? Yeah, actually, yeah. That, nobody has a reason you to, go to be Cleveland. the best you when you're in Cleveland. Does it inspire Ryan to be the best Ryan he could be, or does it want you? To, do you want to get out every time you go to Cleveland? Oh, I, 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 I've never been to Cleveland, so I can't really oh, speak about it. <laughs> I've never been to Don't Cleveland. Go. Don't go. You ain't got to go. I've been to go. Cleveland. The stadium's right next to the, um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful yeah. right there. And See? then you drive about go, half you know? a mile, and it looks like you have not been <laughs> nowhere near really that is. area is. Um, so, in the end, I think uh, most of everybody picked – well, who – everybody picked Eagles? I, I picked Eagles. G- yeah. I picked three, three, three or five Eagles and four or five Bengals, cool. I think. Yep. Yeah, I got I got Bengals 49ers uh, Super Bowl. Um, I think that's the sexiest pick. The storylines write themselves. I haven't trusted the Eagles all year. I've been waiting on them to just slip up finally, and I think this is going to be the week they do it against that's, a team that's I built agree with them on better that than one. them. I, I do agree with them on that one. Like it just doesn't. I don't, it's something about these Eagles. I'm just like uh, until they actually do it, do it. I'm not going to sit here and pick them because I don't. Have to go, bro, Jalen Hurts is he's he's I, more than accustomed to having 
his back on the wall. Yeah. You talk about you know, a guy that don't never look rattled, bro. The ultimate Jaylen leader. Hurts. The, oh, the ultimate. Yeah. The ultimate I love leader. Jalen Hurts. Actually, I wish Carolina I, drafted him the same. year he was out, but yeah, no. then we would yeah, have been in a better situation. Yeah, NFL they, don't, they don't do stuff like that. <laughs> NFL scouts. Like that. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna just go to break. I'm gonna go draft scouts. Appreciate everybody being on. You sure you don't want me to stick around for the second hour? Nah, you're good. Uh, you good. Know, <laughs> really appreciate oh, everybody being on today. Go on, handle your Saturday. Um, coming up in a minute, we got uh, East Forsyth head coach Todd Willard and former West Forsyth head coach uh, Adrian Snow. I got a chance to sit down with both of them. We talked about everything from how it's nuts. North Carolina only has four classifications in high school sports, where South Carolina has like five or six. Florida has eight. And I went to go look, and like in class eight in Florida, the you have to have like at least 2,300 students. We got that right now in 4A. You got teams in 4A with like 4,000 kids mm-hmm. playing against a team like Glenn with 1,400 students. Like, that's not right. So we talked about what needs to be done with that. Uh, we talked about the recent retirement of Reedsville head coach Jimmy Teague, which was announced earlier this week. Both of that them was crazy. had some great yeah. stories regarding yeah. Jimmy Teague uh, <laughs> with that. So uh, we talked about that. We get their picks from the NFL stuff. They even made – they got – the chance to make fun of JP Monday a couple times uh during the hour as well. So it's always good. Uh, yeah, always that's fun. That's an always easy good. thing to do. Easy yeah. thing to do. Man. You don't even know right now. Like if he starts watching, he's gonna be oh man, I didn't realize they were gonna joke on me like the whole hour. But yeah, um definitely stick around for that. Todd Willard, Adrian Snow coming up next. You just got treated to an uh commercial free hour of the rundown. Uh we'll be back in just a bit. Hour and the seven folks, minutes. Them, them folks are gonna be bad at you, Des. Ryan Stone, Jalen Gilkey, Brandon uh Blake. It's refund season. Blake. They're all over the place. Uh definitely catch them. Uh, we'll be back in just a bit. All right, y'all. All right, guys. Back to the rundown with Desmond Johnson. You're listening to the rundown with Desmond Johnson. Pardon me, B dot here. And as the voice of the Greensboro Swarm, PA for the Hornets, and the sixth man of Carolina basketball, I do it all. Just like Beamer Tire and Auto. Alignments, new tires, NC State inspections, oil changes, they do it all. And with three locations in High Point, Greensboro, and Kernersville, BDOT and BTAR, yes, we do it all. If you need details, visit BeamerTire.com. To everyone who appreciates a little Midwest nice, let our team member Jacob share how he brightens your day at Culver's. Going the extra mile to put a smile on your face? It's what we love to do. So when I serve you a chicken sandwich made with the juiciest whole white meat chicken, I know it'll light up your day. Our spicy crispy chicken sandwich, it's seasoned to bring just the right amount of heat to every bite. Let us make you a meal that makes your day. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with with love, love, welcome to delicious. Visit Culver's of Kernersville at 1780 Pecan Lane in Kernersville. Walkertown Auto Sales. Look no further when shopping for your next vehicle. Located in the heart of the triad at 3076 Walkertown View Drive in Walkertown, Walkertown Auto Sales specializes in affordable and reliable used cars, trucks, and SUVs. They offer financing with good credit, bad credit, or no credit, with interest rates as low as 3.9%. With knowledgeable employees that are always willing to go the extra mile, you'll drive away with the car of your dreams at Walkertown Auto Sales. Check out the entire online inventory now at Walkertown Auto Sales. Hey, Pops, where you want to go eat tonight? I'm going to go get me some good southern cooking at Ball Brothers down by the airport in Winston. No, Pops, it's Bell Brothers, and they closed years ago. It's Taste of the Triad now. Taste of the Triad? Is it in the old Ball Brothers building? Yep. 
Can I still get baked chicken and collard greens? Sure can. How about neck bones, meatloaf, and pork chops? Taste of the Triad has all that. So they ain't got pinto beans, tater salad, mac and cheese, or fried okra? Pop, they have all that, plus homemade cakes and cobblers and sweet potato pie. Well, then I don't care what they call it. Let's go eat. Taste of the Triad. Open daily for lunch with $5.99 specials from 11 to 2 and chef specials daily. Don't miss the Saturday brunch from 9 to 1 and the soulful Sunday dinner when you come out of church full of the word but hungry for Southern comfort food. Taste of the Triad in the old Bell Brothers building at Old Walkertown Road and North Liberty in Winston-Salem. That's good Southern cooking. This is LaMelo Ball, and you're listening to Tobacco Road Sports Radio on WWBG 1470 AM, your home for Hornets basketball in the triad. Welcome into hour number two of the rundown. Desmond Johnson here with you, WWBG 1470 AM here in the Triad. Of course, you can always hear us on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. If you want to chime in on any of the topics or things we're talking about every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, you can do so at YouTube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. You can comment underneath the video or you can find us on Facebook Watch. Do the same thing there and we will respond to it live on air. Got a couple heavy hitters in for the second hour here. Uh, y'all probably know him very well. It's uh, East Forsyth football head coach Todd Willard and former head coach at West Forsyth, now in semi-retirement, Adrian Snow. What's the deal? What's going on, gentlemen? Oh, living a dream. How about you? <laughs> Man, the, the Carolina Panthers have made my life miserable today by making me run all over the place, but we'll, we'll get into all that in a little bit. Um, I wanted to get both of you guys on, and this is going to be kind of a series we do. I think I might get uh, – Hey, Coach Daryl Brown from Grimsley and Eric Westberg from uh, Northern Guilford next week and kind of get their opinions on this as well. Um, I was talking to JP. I know Coach Willard was on Franchise Players last week with him, and uh, they had started talking a little bit about, about some of this stuff, but I'm very interested in this whole reclassification conversation in high school sports uh, here in North Carolina. And I, I didn't realize we we need to reclassify <laughs> because I was looking through some of the – like some of the other like uh, states and like where the levels are. So like in Florida, Florida has I think seven, seven classes or eight. I think they have eight classes. Uh, Florida 8A is any school with more than 2,356 kids. That's like our 4A right now and for like half of it, isn't it? It feels like we've squashed eight categories into four when they kind of got it right before for like 15 years when they separated out into subdivisions. I want to get your thoughts on this because both of you guys pretty much coached during the period of time where it was broken out into A and double A. So we kind of had eight divisions for football. Um, what needs to happen for this to go down? Do you think it'll happen? Um, and why is North Carolina like this? Like South Carolina has more classifications than we do. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I didn't, I didn't know. I thought it meant like, you know, six, a seven, a is going to be like 4,000 kids or something in a school. And then when I started really looking at it, I'm like, hold up, that's what? <laughs> like, East should be like a 5A, 6A. West should be like a 6A, 7A based on school yeah. pop. So uh, give me your thoughts on this, guys. Ultimately, I'll start off because I know when Todd gets going, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while. <laughs> so here's the deal. I will say this. Yes, there needs to be more classifications. I think the biggest thing is trying to figure out the exact way to do it and do it the best way one that you don't water stuff down. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest key 
it is in, in this whole thing is the reason we went back is because of a vote. The issue is you getting 75% of people anywhere, anywhere to agree, ain't it's not gonna work. You just can't, it's not gonna work. And then if you don't vote, it's a no vote. So hmm. there's seven, you know, there's principals got 7,000 things going on and oh yeah, by the way, they gotta stop and they gotta vote on something that's gonna happen two years down the road. So some of them, I will, you know, we'll get to it and then they don't get to it. So that's a no vote if they don't vote. So that's a big key. So I think any, get, getting them to, to decide how to do it is probably more of the problem than people saying we need to do it. Cause I think everybody says we need to do it. And it's just one, how to get it done and one to get it done. You know, the how of what's gonna happen. All right, it's gonna be this classification, la, 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 la. And then it's gonna be, oh yeah, by the way, we've got to get everybody on board to say yes. And that's a that's the kicker. See, I thought Coach Snow might be a little bit looser because he wouldn't gonna have to hear anything about this in the fall when he came back to, <laughs> to yeah. school. So he, he's gonna be able to speak. Hey, he, he's being nice because yeah, I was waiting for snow because because you guys know I'll blow it out, man. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna tell you the reason it didn't happen is because down there in Chapel Hill, they didn't get their way on a vote, and that's why we're where we're at. And if you look across the nation, I've done all the research. It is shameful what our state has done. They've robbed kids of the last three, four years when they went back to this. Yeah, I still have not been answered the question because they said, well, the bylaws told us that we, we got to be 4A. I want to know who got in trouble for the past 17 years for breaking the bylaws. Nobody has answered that question for me yet. Um, and I'm sure Chapel Hill won't answer my my phone call, but um, it, it, no doubt it, it's shameful what they did the last few years. It, it robbed kids. And Desmond, I'm going to be honest, <clears throat> and you experienced it with me. It means a lot to our city what happened in 18 and 19. And I didn't know how important and how great it was to win a state title until we did it. And for the state to do what they did because of disagreements between grown folk and how they robbed kids, and I ain't saying East Forsyth, but everybody by going to four classifications. Yeah. It is sad. But on one other note before I get off my high horse here, I do believe they should have been doing it in basketball and all the other sports. And they didn't. And then Chapel Hill tries to pin other sports again. And Coach Snow, Big Daddy Snow might not admit this, but they, they try to pin us against each other. And that was kind of some of the cut the, the blowback as well. Why is football getting eight divisions and nobody else. Well, I thought everybody else should have been getting eight divisions. I was going to ask that because I didn't realize that, well, I guess I kind of knew that football was the only one that really got divided out. I don't understand why they chose football only and not basketball or baseball or softball or some of these others that uh, have a lot of schools playing those too. And I know some of the schools don't play all the sports or whatnot. So even if they do go to seven or eight classifications, not every school would have every you know sport involved in all that. Which is fine. That's the way it is now. I mean, if you're if you're not playing something and you're in one A, then you just don't play it. So I, I never understood the whole logic with that. Um, it, it is it started. Crazy. It started 
it started for two classifications because yep. of the disparity between one A's and four A's. Yep. Because there was major, like you had some schools with like 200 kids and then some schools were like 600 kids and they were in the one A or something to the thing. I don't, don't the numbers are whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you had the big disparity between those two. And then that's how it kind of got started. And then once that started, then it's like, hey, we're going to do it for everybody. We did it. Because ultimately, we call it what you want to. Football is a numbers game. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can ultimately, in basketball, they're going to have 12 dudes. You're going to have 12 dudes or whatever, 15. Most people have 15 to 12. Okay, that's fine. But in football, if you roll out there and you got 22 cats and we got 75 cats, that's a problem. It's just the way it is. It's just we, it's we've seen that in the conference that that you know in the CPC. There, I mean, I'm not going to put schools yeah. on blast, but there's you know there's schools yeah. that have full blown rosters, and then you go to some yeah. other schools and they're trotting 30 kids out there, and you're like, how is this even fair? Well, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's like, a big deal. I mean, yeah, ultimately, said football is a numbers game. I mean, yeah. you call it football, but it's a numbers game. What was what was a couple of years ago? Two two, I guess two. Two uh, postseasons ago, when um, Glenn played Myers Park, and Myers yep. Park came up here, yeah. and Glenn's like the smallest mm-hmm. 4A school in the state. Yep. Myers Park is one of the largest in the state. Yeah. Now, granted, Glenn won the football game, but it wasn't. It was because Myers Park gave it to him <laughs> more than anything else, and Glenn fought for it. But just thinking that you know, a school would what Glenn have 1,300, 1,400 kids yeah. probably. Myers Park is like close Three to double, yeah, double the yeah. enrollment. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would anybody look at that and go, that's fair? Um, and then people tell me all the time, well, you just got to roll the ball out and play. If you've got a pool of 3,000 kids to build your football team from, that's different than having a pool of 1,400. Like, it just it's just numbers. Like you said, you just got to have more guys. Um, there, was an issue, there was an issue one year when we were at West, we played South Mech. And South Mech had almost uh, – they had like – Almost a thousand, between eight and eight hundred to a thousand kids more than we did. Now we were the biggest in our area, but it was yeah. eight hundred to a thousand, and everybody kept saying, "Well, I mean, you got a bunch." Of, yeah, okay. Well, we'll take a. It would be close. It's almost like, all right, we'll take Glenn and put them with us. Do you really think we could put together a pretty good group? Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably possible. <laughs> you yeah, know, like- got, got a whole lot more to choose from. Well, <laughs> put it this way: if we were in Kerners and we had a Kernersville High School. Correct. We're we're at sixteen hundred. Uh, Glenn's at like fourteen. So now we're at three thousand kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love. I I can't believe I'm going to say this. I hope Antoine don't and Glenn Nation and East Forsyth don't kill me. But if you put our two schools together, I'm telling you what, we're going to go whip some tail in the state of North Carolina because Glenn's got great football players. We have. I mean, come on, like really, I, you it know, Adrian, that would be true if we had just Kernersville High School. And Glenn and East were together, especially last few years because Glenn had some great players. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the Charlotte teams who are double R enrollment wouldn't even come close. Understand when when that when Myers Park played Glenn, I can't believe I got to defend Glenn here, but <laughs> understand they had more male in Myers Park than Glenn had people in their high school. Wow! So how you can say that's fair and equal? It, it's shameful to me. And then the Charlotte schools beat their chest about it all the time. And I'm like, well, you've got more people. Like, they're literally, you've got like well, 1.5 million people living in your metro area. Yeah, and- I always said the population is more dense there than yeah. it is here. I mean, and I know they keep adding high schools. I think, uh, was it Palisades or whatever is going to open Palisades down there? And, and 
Uh, Mallet Creek's relative, I mean, what, like a decade, 15 years old. Uh, Huff is fairly, well, they're not new. Um, and Chambers isn't new either. They were advanced before that. So, but they keep adding these schools around the suburb, like Matthews and all those areas out there. And it's still these large, huge schools. Um, but hopefully they'll hopefully they'll realize that they need to do that. And not just for football, but for all sports too. For all sports. That's the key. Make for it all sports. Thank you. Girls. Like, yeah, so we'll see. We'll we'll see. It's it's the <laughs> it's the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. Um, got Todd Willard from East Forsyth, Adrian Snow from West Forsyth. Uh, on with us here on the rundown, or or Rydell, or Rydell. Uh, uh, I didn't want to be referred to, Coach. Yeah, Coach. No, how do we refer to you Rydell now? I, I've been referred to as a lot of things. In the <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you this then, because uh, I noticed this, especially especially carrying East Forsyth football, uh, being around the Glen kids, uh, being around West Forsyth football the past couple of years, the the transfer portal. Um, it feels like it's affecting recruiting in a way that we haven't seen ever uh, in terms of I'm seeing kids that are having fantastic junior and senior years that normally would have all kinds of schools calling them. And it's like, it's almost slowed down where like, it's like stages, like the, the coaches go through the transfer portal first, and then they kind of figure out who they're keeping. And then eventually they get around to kind of recruiting these, I don't want to say fringe guys, but guys are kind of getting left in the shadows, so to speak. Um, trying to think, uh, Coach, like I said, I'm not going to put names out there, but if you follow the program, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. You had a kid that's a senior this year, that was a defensive end that was basically averaging 20 sacks a year. And we, I, I didn't really see a whole lot of offers until recently starting to come in for him. And I had to think the transfer portal had something to do with that. Coach, you had a guy that just signed with Carolina, I think today, if I'm not mistaken. But normally well, that happened a lot quicker how's the transfer portal affecting your kids um and your programs because i know both of you guys were hosting all and still are hosting all kinds of college coaches to come in here to look at the programs or whatnot have you noticed a difference with the transfer portal in terms of um uh, frequency how often these coaches are coming by or when they're coming by and that kind of thing i don't deal with it as much i mean I, you see what you see i can just tell you this ultimately it's a numbers game you call it what you want to it's a numbers game Basically, the pool is deeper now. And what I mean by the pool is deeper, you're a university and you basically were trying to recruit what you're recruiting. And you're saying that there for a while you couldn't recruit anybody else but high school kids. You couldn't recruit anybody. Now, guess what you're having to do? You're having to recruit college kids. Mm -hmm. So you're recruiting older kids. So it's basically made the pool deeper. And it's re and the reason. So now they're, and then, hey, I'm at, I'm at a university and I have struggled. Well, I've got to win next year. <laughs> so if I've got to win next year, I'm not going to go get the guy at East Forsyth who's had a great career and he's done a great job and would do really well at our program. But I'm not sure if he's ready to go year one. Year one, yeah. He might go year two, but I ain't got year one. I ain't got, I only can get it done in year one. So then it becomes a big issue. So, and, I was at a university today in our state uh, and literally who had an unbelievable year, had an unbelievable year, did a great job. And uh, had the guy's made, he's made to turn the corner, done a heck of a job. And they talked about how many kids have left their place to go to other universities. And now they're trying to find other people to fill them. And I'm not saying they're, you know they want to keep they want to keep where they're at. So what are they looking for? 
you know, they're looking for, you know, I can sign an 18-year-old or 19-year-old, or I can sign a kid that's 21, 22, who's been there. I mean, it's just it's, it's a number game. It's almost like eight numbers of it's people. Like, it's like college free agency kind of like what's happening right now. Cause it's also teaching the kids that if you're not, if you're not starting right away, there's some place where you can go and start, I mean, you just leave, you know, like it's, it's the whole participation trophy generation in my mind. And like, it's catering to them. The one where everybody gets a ribbon, everybody gets a trophy. You're not starting this year. You ain't got to wait till next year or work harder than the next guy. You just go right down the street yeah. to the next school and play. Uh, Coach, what are your thoughts on this? How's the transfer portal affecting recruiting over in Kernersville? And, uh, how do you think it's going to – well, the toothpaste is at the bottom now. They can't really fix yeah. it. I'm not really sure what to do. And and that's it. And in talking to coaches, I mean, these last two weeks, you kind of have a barrage of coaches coming in. I'm sure another thing Adrian might not miss very much in coaching because you have coaches at programs like East and West. I mean, you have five, six. It's good to talk to guys, but anyways, it gets old. I've had guys from Carolina, Wake Forest, NC State, Duke, Alabama, Georgia, everybody in Ole Miss, ain't none of them happy with what's going on. They don't like the transfer portal. Um, it's something they kind we not us. They kind of created on their own, and now they're kind of upset they did. And then you add in NLI right now, and it's just a mess. And it's not what amateur sports was made to be. And it's killing it. I'm afraid the direction it's going in. Um, you know, I have a brother-in-law who played at NC State as a walk-on. Okay. He's not getting NLIs and stuff like that. This joker still made money from what the university. These This ain't like the olden days when me and Coach Snow were in college and played football where you actually struggled for meals. These kids – are just fine. They're getting free educations, free meta. I mean, everything. And um, it, it, it's, I'm worried about our sport because, you know, there's a bunch of us, we call us the last Cowboys because it's kind of the last kind of thing where you got to earn your way football. And once again, I don't want to dog other sports, but in football, and I'm afraid we're taking that away with all this right now. Yeah. That's my worry too, that, as we get deeper and deeper into this, the whole call it the AAU mentality where it kind of started there where kids would find a team or their parents really would find a team that their kid could get playing time immediately. And if they didn't, the parent would pitch a fit, pull the kid out, go someplace. And then the kid learns from that behavior. Uh, like, Hey, I'm supposed to have this. I'm Bob Jones or whatever. Like this is supposed to be me, even though he might not be that good. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it could be the parent just peppering them with it. And I see so many like, and you guys can talk to this too. There's so many they are just out there, like in the crowd, like just everywhere. I see it everywhere. It's a lot of moms too. It's crazy. We're like, they're just so into it that they're, they might be affecting the kid, you know, in terms of like their career and how they're perceived. Like it's, it's wild that these parents now are just, I guess, vicariously living through the kids, like what they didn't do in high school or whatever. Uh, you see a lot of dads like that. Uh, I've seen a lot of, dads the past couple of years that are not necessarily overprotective but they just they want what's best for their kid but they don't want their kid to have to go through what they went through uh in terms of the struggle which might in the end be bad uh you know these kids have to learn how to fail and i don't know if they really know how to fail especially after the past three years with everything the world's gone through i, I don't know if they're not all of them 
there's a there's a lot and i've met a lot from both your programs that are wired just fine they got through everything they're 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 great kids they got good family structures and everything else but that's not every school like east and west are not the same as every other school's you know school that's out there or whatnot it's kind of different uh and that was actually going to lead me into this question here what's the number one thing you think a high school needs to have to have a successful sports program not just a successful football program but like across the board because both of you guys are at schools that are relatively good in multiple sports every year. And a lot of that has to do with what you guys have in place there. If you had to name one thing a high school desperately, well, not desperately, one thing a high school needs to have in place in order to have a successful sports program, what would you say that would be? One word, but it's going to encompass a lot of things. It's support. It's support. You got to have support. Mm. But that encompasses, that, that word sounds real small. There's not, not many letters in it. Ultimately, if you don't have support from the person at the top, then add it to the athletic director, then add it to the people that help you do what you need to do to get it where it needs to be, whether it be athletic administration, whether it be the the, the, the people itself, the community, uh, financially, they, 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 you know, the reason that East Forsyth has done as well as they have is they've had great coaches, but they also have had great people above them that have basically – I still remember telling this, and I don't think I've ever really even mentioned it. Uh, one day when I got back to West Forsyth and Todd had kind of got – he had turned the corner. I stood in the end zone, and, and Miss Ganey was down there. And, and, I, and I thanked her for basically sticking with him because a lot of times those people don't stick with anything because they feel like, oh, God, they've got to they've switch and run, and, and oh, God, we got to change, you know. Because early when he got there, it was, it wasn't good. It was hard times. <laughs> it was hard times at East, like for. And ultimately, she, and then you know, at the front, first he had White, then he had Plaster, both that really cared, and wanted to do a great job, worked really hard, and then they basically kept it and kept going. And I, we we see the vision, we see where we're going, and we're going to get there, and they did, you know. But what did that come back to? came back to support you gotta have support if you don't have support it is not gonna happen i have been had the luxury over the last two months to be in a lot of schools i literally can be there five minutes and i can tell you if they got support <laughs> yeah uh, yeah if I'm sudden, I feel bad for I'm the same way i, I kind of i feel bad for them. And, you and know I, the, I, yeah, I mean you can feel it when you when you when you uh, drive on campus like when you when you're in the community you can feel, feel the vibe yeah there's a difference there uh, coach, uh, coach Willard, you said, <laughs> coach knows best friend. You said that, uh, <laughs> you, you thought you kind of mentioned this earlier on in this segment about how you didn't realize how big a deal it was going to be in 2018 and 19 when, when you guys went back to back and won four A titles to the community. Um, and a little bit of that is there cause the community was hungry. Like they, yeah. you know, they wanted it and they felt like, you know, they had an opportunity to go get it. And it was after years and years of kind of brick building. Um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, what, what did, what was the number one thing you needed to have in order to be able to get East to where they're at uh, now? I mean, Adrian hit it right on, right on the head. I mean, you know, after five years, we were an average team after five years. Um, and Miss Ganey stuck with me, God bless her soul. And to this day, after every season, before every scene, she still texts me, you know, and, that's what it's about. And I tell these young coaches and coaches, maybe on my staff or friends that I know, well, I'm, I want to be a head coach and I'll, 
I said, you better make sure your administration of your high school wants you to be successful. Because at the end of the day, if you don't, it don't work. And I've been blessed. I've had Ganey, Bass, and now Hall. And we all understand the importance of it. And Miss Ganey helped me get to where I am today. And I thank her and, and Tim White by sticking by me when people are ready to fire me after year three or four. You know, um, unfortunately now, Dez and Coach Snow will understand this as a head coach. Now I lose one game a year or maybe three games a year and they're ready to fire me. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I, you know, it's, it's a crazy profession we're in, but, you know, it, it got pretty brutal here this year when we lost one game this year. And uh, yeah, the last one. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, Adrian's right. It, it's the administration. If you don't have that support, um, it, it's tough at a high school. And you, you need it, you know, at a county level. And, you know, I know me and Adrian ain't going to speak a lot about that, but that's important too because there's a lot of counties that don't. Yeah. And, and again, it, it's not – it's always – for me, it's the schools that – it's not just one sport because I've been to the schools where they support like one sport heavy and that, that team, usually it's football they get all the benefits from it and everything else kind of suffers. So everyone else is kind of envious of the football team or something like that. I never catch that vibe when I'm at West or at East Forsyth. Like, hell, I've, I've told y'all before, the biggest broadcast that we've done out of the live high school sporting events that we've done over the past three or four years, it hasn't been football. It hasn't been basketball. It was East Forsyth softball team in the, in the state championship. Like there was thousands of people streaming that online. We were like, we thought it was, a mistake <laughs> like we thought it was an error like with the computer while we were doing mm -hmm. it and the numbers just kept ticking up and we were like wow we didn't know softball was that you know popular like that and we went back and did it again when they went back last year and it's that, I'll add, that whole I'll add this. this is a big key if you go to west side today and you ask any football player any kid any any assistant that worked for me what's coach Snow's favorite quote and, and and this is a big deal a lot of people talk a good game though Got to be careful with that in the sport. What you do is so loud, I do not hear what you say. Hmm. There are a lot of people who will say, oh, wow, we really do support these guys. We support them. We do this. We support them. No, there's a difference. <laughs> when the rubber meets the road and people are going, are you going to stand on top of the boat and and, and are you going to be down in the boat? Yeah. That's the ones you want supporting. That, you know, you know, when they're coming after you, it's tough enough to do the job. But when people are, we don't need to be shot at in the building. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, at that point, we're, we're kind of, we're okay. You know, we don't know. The friendly fire is what you, so he's got a tough enough job to do what he's doing. But now he's got to know the people in the building, they're in the foxhole with him and they're good. So you ain't worried about that. We're worried about the kids. We're about getting them right. And yeah, we got to worry about some mess going on the outside. But at the end of the day, that is support. Got to yes. have Something, too, that I've noticed, uh, I noticed it last year when we started putting the elements together for the East Forsyth Sports Network. We started doing some baseball and softball, and we had already done a little bit of basketball, too. I began to notice that even down at the, the student level, the players from other teams go and support the other teams. Like, I'll see football players at the basketball game. I'll see uh, football players at the baseball game. Um, the softball uh, semifinals or whatever it was that we had at East, uh, in the state uh, playoffs, 
when I showed up there, I didn't realize the crowd was going to be there. They had, you know, trucks parked out in the outfield. You had football team out there, like the, the basketball team. Like you had coaches from like different sports out there supporting. It was just, it's a, it, it feels like a community. And I try to explain it to people. I mean, me and coach, we try to explain it to people all the time. It's just different. It's, it's just a different vibe going on. And that was organically grown. It's not something you can just plop down and be like, here we go. Let's, let's do it. Like that took years to kind of bring back. And it, it comes from our minister. we got a couple of assistant principals, and I, I'm going to plug one of them, Julie Nichols, who me and her didn't like each other at all when she first came. I mean, seriously, we butted heads. And everybody on the – you know me now. I'm pretty headstrong. No, but this lady, <laughs> this lady has embraced East Forsyth and what she does for our student athletes. and her emotions and her time. And we have other ones also that that matters because the student body sees that too. And West Forsyth has their atmosphere. If you go to their other games, it is, it's more than just football. It's other sports and the kids supporting. I, I'm there's nothing better than when I go to a baseball, uh, softball or basketball game. And I see 10, 15, 20, 30 football kids there. So that, that's awesome to me. And then yeah. and then I see my assistant coaches there, and I'm sure Coach Snow – Coach Snow went to every game at Western Side. I'd call him at night and say, what are you doing? I'm at the basketball game. I'm at the wrestling mm -hmm. match. I'm – you know, um, but you got to eat it. You got to live it. You got to do it. And and both of us have been blessed or are – I'm still blessed, and Adrian was blessed to be – we had two schools that really – supported us for the most part i'm gonna i'm gonna do this commercial free uh we're gonna blow through where the commercial break could be so we can keep going because i, I want to get to the uh the nfl talk a little bit before i get y'all out of here um before we get out of high school stuff though quick word on uh your colleague jimmy teague uh reedsville head coach it was announced today uh by i think brian hall is the first one i saw from wfmy to confirm it that he is officially retiring uh from coaching he finishes with a 339 uh, win to 58 loss total and eight state titles 58 uh, loss. <laughs> over like uh, I didn't say how many years it said he had coached, but um, yeah, 339 to 58. That ain't bad, Coach Teague. That ain't bad at all. Um, <laughs> we we hardly well, we didn't do any Reedsville games except for state title games because of where they are. Uh, if you go out to Reedsville, mm -hmm. it's just hard to get a reception to get it back out, but uh, we have been well aware of Reedsville over the years. Me, Joe Serrera, Dave Pulaski. We would have a running joke on Saturday mornings when we were doing high school huddle. You know, how many points did Reasonable score last night? Like, did they get over 50 again? Like, it literally, it became like just every week they were just dropping it on people. Talk to me about Jimmy Teague and uh, you guys have come, you know, cross paths, your thoughts on the man and the program that he built out in Reedsville. And and how do you think, uh, how do they replace a guy like, like Jimmy Teague? You don't. <laughs> you don't. He's first and foremost. He's a great, he's a great young, he's not a great young man. He's a great man. Uh, he really is. He's, he's a great man. He handles himself with class. Uh, he, he's very, I said it before we got started. He's very unassuming. He's not, he's probably the exact opposite of snow. He's not a big talker. He doesn't talk a lot, but when he talks, he's kind of like EF Hutton. You kind of, <laughs> you got to know in some of these, you guys probably know what that means. Some of the young guys won't know what it is, but ultimately he, he is good. And uh, I, I'll give a quick, we're, we're doing a seven on seven at West Forsyth and coach is very, just very, just 
<laughs> and we had one of our kids, great kid. I don't know what he hit. He hit one of his kids. He hit him. Like the kid goes up for a ball, and I don't think he meant to do it. And our kid just hit him. I'm gonna tell you right now, my man went from zero to a hundred. Like mm. he's out there just, and he was hot. And this great thing about it was, I, I, we took care of the situation. He wasn't mad at me. He was mad at the kid. Uh, and our kid was great. He, 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 as soon as he did it, he was like, sorry, no. And, and I kicked him out. Like he didn't play the rest of the seven on seven. He was good. Da, 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 da. But coach, man, so he, he got some fire in him now. You might not think he does, but he does. And, uh, and just by talking to him, but, uh, great Christian, uh, I was over there right before Christmas, uh, and he no inclinations on my end. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's just who he is, and uh, he handles himself the right way. Reese was one of those schools where it didn't matter what classification they were in. Like, oh, you know no. what I mean? Like, because I, we, I think me and you have talked about this before, uh, Todd. Where it was like uh, we were going over like schools you'd like to scrimmage or schools you'd like mm-hmm. to play you know, in that, that pocket before conference mm-hmm. starts, you got those three games or so, whatever. And it's always uh, Dudley, Grimsley, Reedsville. It seems like it was those three that you wanted to kind of match up against, but I don't remember us playing Reedsville in a regular so We season. We scrimmage Reedsville every year. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy put me on there. We, we tried to get our, we just could never get us games lined up, but we did scrimmage every year. I scrimmaged them this past year and uh, I knew they're going to be special. I do remember that seven-on-seven seven story because Snow came up and told me, he goes, oh, my God, Jimmy, he just <laughs> lost it on me. And now understand, me, me, me and Coach Snow kind of have some egos maybe, so we, we think we're the big dogs. Yeah. But I tell you what, we knew we were little puppies because when Jimmy was – because Jimmy is. He, and I, I remember it, Adrian, you're like, oh, my God, Jimmy just lost it on me. I'm like, no way, you know. Because look at here. It is, <laughs> but, and, and the crazy and the crazy thing about it is, they're going to continue to be good. Yes, unless they, they will. Get, unless they get yeah, somebody in there that basically screws it up. He set it up the right way. They have two freshmen. They've got one freshman, six, seven, oh, two tight eight, end. Yeah, eight, eight, tight eight end. end. <laughs> yeah, I go to I go to their game against Maiden. I'm standing on the field because I'm not going to sit up there in the fans. I'm not going to do that ever. And I'm standing <laughs> on the field, and this guy walks up. I don't know who he is. And you know me, and I just start talking to the dude, and uh, come to find out he's the superintendent of the schools uh, in Rockingham County. And I said, "Hey, what what grade is seventeen in?" And I think he was seventeen. I think that was right. He laughed. He said, "Oh, he's a freshman." <laughs> I mean, like, dude, dude, don't he look? No, he looks the part. <laughs> I think he's like the number two tight end in the, the country, country or something right mess now. With him. Yeah, they totally <laughs> mess with him. Yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. I, let me tell one Jimmy story. So the, this is how locked in he was. The weekend before state championship, a bunch of us coaches got invited down to the Carolina Panthers, and we're in this suite, and Jimmy was one of them. And we're getting presented at halftime. And I kid you, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. They take, I think, what is it, Adrian, when the Panthers reckon that there's six coaches from North Carolina yeah. and six oh, from yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Jimmy leaves before halftime. Before says, "I gotta go. I gotta go get ready for a state championship." This man has won over three hundred and fifty games, <laughs> seven state titles, eight. So, I, and well, eight at the time it was seven. And he's like, "Hey, man, I gotta go." I said, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna go." 
And you know what? The Panthers were like, yep, you can. Now, if I probably would have said that, they would have looked at me and said, who do you, Jimmy T could go, man. That's how special that man is. I mean, a great man. I should have, I didn't see how many years it was, but yeah, that's a 339 and 58 uh, career record at Reedsville and eight state titles. <laughs> now, he, he he was at some other places. I mean, he was at. Yeah, uh, and he left for a while because he was at Greensboro College, wasn't he? Well, he went, he went, he went to, uh, he went to GW Danville, he was at Greensboro College for a little while. Then he came back. Then, you know, he was at Garinger at one time huh. back in the day. And, uh, you know, something too, um, the reason why people tell me the Reedsville is so good and it's something that we don't have here in Forsyth County, although I'm hearing that we might be getting it soon, is middle school football. And that's something that I've heard people say that Reedsville basically they have it down where. The middle school kids are running the same stuff they're going to run when they get up to high school. So when they get there, they're off and running ninth grade on. They already know what they're doing. There's no installation period or whatever. They've been playing it since sixth grade. And it's like an extension of the program. So I think we don't have middle school football here. We have – it's not – I guess it's Pop Warner. I don't know what – Warner or whatever. AYF is what they call it. Yeah. Hey, not, this, this is a whole nother segment if you get me and Snow talking about middle school football. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize I was talking to my you're cousin. 36 said, minutes uh, in and we take 36 more minutes. When I, when I was a kid, I played Mighty Might football, and I was like, enough of this, I'm going back to basketball. But that was back when, like, this is 86, 87. There was still weight limits. Like, you couldn't be a certain weight and play. <laughs> like in it. And I was talking to my cousin the other day. His kid is playing it. And he was like, nah, they did away with all that. Like, now it's by age. It's like under 15, under 14, under 13. But if you got a 240-pound 13-year-old kid, he can play with the 13-year-old. There's, there's no cutoff anymore. I was like, that doesn't sound right. He was like, yeah, the whole thing's messed up. <laughs> so I like, have been, I have been, again, traveled all over, all over the state. I was in three, four counties today picking up helmets for middle school football in Guilford, Rocky, uh, Richmond. Uh, I was in Moore County. Mm. I was in uh, where else did I go? Uh, oh, up oh, Alamance. Yeah, I was in Alamance. And in, in the day, I think the biggest thing, and I know we'll try to not get into it because I don't know if this is really where you want to go. But yeah, yeah, we're going to move it over. But ultimately, <laughs> I think the what it does for you is it helps a population at the time that they needed to be helped to kind of help put them in a space where one they can be successful. And two, we can dangle the carrot. Hmm. You can dangle the carrot. You know, I, I, I forever have always said there were a lot of people that came to us for sight to get an education. Oh, that's great. That's right. right. And I said, and then there are people that came to us for sight to play football. Yep. But through football, they're going to get an education. And get a lot further than they may have without. Just different paths. What, yeah. Whatever it makes, you know. At West, at East Forsyth, whatever you need to do to make the school smaller, you need to do it. Whatever that is, football, awesome, do it. You want to be in the marching band? Oh, great, do it. And you want to, you want to be in JROTC? Do it. Good. You know, whatever that is, you got to get that done. And and that's a that's a key. Adrian Snow, Todd Willard here with us on the second hour of the rundown, uh, commercial free hour of the rundown, special for you guys. Real quick, I'm going to shift gears before I get you guys out of here. It's conference championship weekend, hour one. We kind of dissected it a little bit. Um, let me get your opinions on these games here. NFC Championship, Philadelphia Eagles against the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers have not lost since 
they're, they've won like 12 straight. So they haven't lost in like three months. <laughs> like, uh, and, and I don't know how you're supposed to beat them because Brock Purdy is the quarterback and they're still just humming along. Um, who do you got in this game? The Eagles were the one seed pretty much all year. Jalen Hurts gets hurt with the shoulder, but he looked fine last week. Uh, Eagles 49ers. It's in Philly. It's the, I think, the 330 game on Sunday. Who, who are you going with and why? What's the weather supposed to be like? You know what? That I don't know. I can find that out real quick. Let's see. I'm not saying I, I can tell you this. I, I, I like what Jalen Hurst is doing because I like what he overcame, how he stuck it out in Alabama and all that. But then to hear the story with Mr. Irrelevant, you know, I mean, what a great game. I'm going to be lucky just to sit there and cheer and all that. But I'm going to go with the Eagles for one simple reason. Because they're named the Eagles. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Snow. <laughs> the eye roll from uh, <laughs> from Andrew Snow. Uh, to, to answer you, uh, 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 for the fans. Good job. Proud on, of you. <laughs> on Sunday in Philly, it's supposed to be 53 degrees and mostly cloudy, no rain or anything. I tell you what, though, the 49ers right now, they can run the ball. They've got weapons on the perimeter. I'm not saying the Eagles don't. They and they're really there. good. They're really good defensively. I mean, they just, you know, and again, I'm not, again, the Eagles have been good too. I just, I don't know. They seem to have some more. I don't know. And, and they got they, weapons everywhere. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and the, the number one defense in the league. The Eagles are number two. So it's the top two defenses overall well, in the league. And that's good. The, I think it'll come down to this. When you especially play really, really good defense, and the times that we, with times we played East and we both had really good defenses, I think it comes back to mistakes. Got, got, got. You can't. You got to decrease the mistakes. They're gonna make mistakes. It's gonna happen. That's just what. That's part of the game. But ultimately, it's limiting those mistakes, whatever it might be. You can't give them an extra possession by throwing it to them and putting it on the ground. And special teams will end up being big, especially when it comes to this. I just uh, this is a question I thought of all day, and I just remembered I wanted to ask both of you guys this uh, before we get to Bengals Chiefs. Which would you rather have? Would you rather have an elite defense or an elite quarterback? Uh, me, you know, we've had some good quarterbacks. I don't know if I use the word. I mean, we've had some really good ones. Having an elite, the problem with having an elite, just an elite quarterback, you got to have some other things around it. You better have some people to catch it. You better have some. Depend upon what kind. Of, what What would you What would you deem elite? Like elite, is he a, is he uh, a runner? Is he a passer? Is he a guy a, a guy that can put the offense on his back and score? Like a guy that can get a team down a field when you need a seven, and you can go down and get it off of his back. Whether it's him running the ball, completing whatever Darian, it might be. He Darian Slade for players. us. Darian yeah. Slade for us was a guy that was that way, and and ultimately he gave us a chance. Because he was back there with the ball in his hand, it, so but I I don't know as a coach, yeah. As a coach, I'm more of a I think, and that's this is kind of where I was brought up. If you have an elite defense, you got a chance to win. Coach, what would you uh? <laughs> what, I, I keep changing. And, and and he's right. Desmond, <laughs> 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 hey, he, hey, you're gonna have to make a segment. We'll. we'll We'll have a lot of fun out here, Desmond. Got my red solo cup going, and we're going to have fun, baby. I saw it. Uh, who, who would you rather have? 
have an elite defense or an elite quarterback because it's so, one or both. You know what? It, it, it's such a loaded question. I I, I want a quarterback because I think before you can get anywhere, you have to have a quarterback. But you you're gonna have to have an elite defense. I'm gonna tell you what. Right now, the four teams that are in the finals have great quarterbacks, and you got to have that great quarterback to get there. But now you got to have a defense to win it all. If that makes sense, Des. And I know I'm not really answering your question. No. There's the. the <laughs> <laughs> the one the one team, if you remember the Baltimore Ravens, you you remember who their linebacker was when they won. Do you remember who their quarterback was? In two thousand, uh was that Trent Dilford? It was Trent Dilford, I believe. Not, I'm, I'm not for sure, but I bet you know who the linebacker was and who their yeah, deep in yeah. the goose and all those guys. So that was my point. I was like, I'd rather have an elite I want and I asked this because of the Panthers and 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 to an extent, the 49ers, they've gotten this far and they've basically had three quarterbacks this year. Mm -hmm. They have everything else. Like, Brock yeah. Purdy can just basically don't lose the game and we'll take care of everything else. But, like, I want, with them hiring Frank Wright uh, here, the Panthers, I want an elite defense. And by that, I mean, I want a defense where you say the name of it, you know exactly what you're talking about. 85 Bears, 2,000 Ravens, 02 Buccaneers. Like, I want something like that, where, like, you can basically – the offense ain't getting off that day. It's all right. The defense is only going to allow nine points anyway. Like, I mean, you know, like th that's different to me than having an elite quarterback because an elite quarterback can get shut down. Like the Panthers had an elite quarterback at, for about three years stretch in Cam Newton. And you could still beat them with the elite quarterback, but an elite defense. But, but ultimately, the, the, the way you beat them is you better have a good defense. Right. You know, so you can, elite defense saying, can cancel out an elite quarterback, I guess, where we're going there. So, um, Bengals Chiefs, I think uh, this is for the face of the NFL between Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes. Uh, I'm so impressed with Joe Burrow. Like, I can't <laughs> find a flaw in this kid's game. Like, and I was he's, slow to come to him, too. He, he's man. probably got a flaw. But I'm going to tell you what. The dude has moxie. Yeah, and that cool. is a big deal. He reminds he me of Joe Montana a little bit. Like, when he steps on cross those lines. He might not be the best, but he thinks he's the best. And because he thinks he's the best, the rest of those jokers play like he's the best. Oh. And guess what? That means he's the best. You know, but that other that other dog will hunt too, though. The Bengals, <laughs> when they showed up in Buffalo uh last week, from the very beginning, it looked like it was it looked like they were at home. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, this is gonna be our game. We're the better team. We're gonna show you why. Buffalo just looked like off. I can't understand why Buffalo can't run the ball when you're in Buffalo, <laughs> like they've kind of like ignored it completely uh, to throw. But uh, this ankle thing with uh, Pat Mahomes, I saw him yesterday on TV without a limp. I, I don't understand how, cause I saw the injury and a high ankle sprain. Uh, Jonathan Stewart co-host believe in Panthers with me. He was like a, a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out there running on a nub pretty much <laughs> on six days. Like it's hard to come back from that, but we've seen him do it before. If he's able, well, it sounds like he's going to be ready to go. Who you got Bengals chiefs. Mm. Yeah, Bengals, Bengals played pretty good defense too, and uh, they got some homegrown kids. I, think right probably, I don't know where they rank, but they seem. Did they rank better defensively? Uh, I want to say the Bengals defense does rank better. How? I, I mean, the Bengals have won the last three games against the Chiefs. Two of those have been at Arrowhead. Actually, one of them was last year in the AFC Championship at Arrowhead. So they've gone into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs the last three times they played them. Um, they're not scared of them. They're, they're not nah. Chiefs at all. I think you got to go Bengals. 
Well, just- and and I, I tell you what, Patrick, I love Patrick. He's my favorite quarterback in the league. Okay, and he's a dude, and everybody's all, oh my gosh, I can't believe he did this on a sprained ankle. I do. That's who he is. He's my favorite player. Um, I hate Aaron Rodgers. I saw something on the thing. So hopefully, don't talk about Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't even trade for him for Adrian Snow. So, um, or I would take Adrian Snow over him even. But I, at the end of the day, I got to go Bengals. And once again, I'm going to be a homer. We got guys from the area on the team. You know, you got Bates, who was at Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, these uh, guys that play for him on uh, DJ yeah. and those guys we played against. I'm sure Adrian did too. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you played against them when they're in high school. So I, I got to cheer for uh, Cincinnati. So I think both of you guys picked Bengals Eagles, I think, didn't you? Um, did, hold on. Did, did Snow say Eagles? Because I want to hear him say that yeah. he picks the Eagles. <laughs> no, Bengals. East for Scythe Eagles. Who are the Bengals going to play? I, I promise you, I'll pick, them, I'll pick them next year. Good luck. Get ready. <laughs> if you don't go 10-0, something's wrong. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> and JP was supposed to be here uh, today. I see JP Mundy's a bad athlete. Yeah, he pulled his hamstring uh, getting out of bed today. Pulled a hammy, had to call in, and uh, I can outrun JP Money any day of the week and twice on Sunday. That is a race that I would sign up to see. I would I love to see that. Bring it up. I'll get my mind right. I'm, I'm gonna ask him. Hey, I'm like, hey, you got challenged to a race, buddy. We gotta make this happen. Um, I'm gonna get you guys out of here. I appreciate you guys doing this uh, for us. Head coach uh, Todd Willard from East Forsyth and free man Adrian Snow, just. Wandering, no, not free anymore. Got to pay for it now. Yeah, you got to pay for it now. He's (laughs) wandering his own path. He's gotten smart. He learned. He learned how to. He's getting paid finally. There you go. There you go. (laughs) So definitely, well, I'm gonna try to get you guys back. You know, throughout the summer, whatnot, to get your opinions on some things. Call me. You're gonna be busy. So, uh, I just appreciate uh, the friendship both of you guys have given me over the past couple years, and getting to know your programs better. And I hope that we've been able to shine a light on those programs in exchange uh, for it. So thank both of you for uh, coming on this morning. Thank you. Giddy up. We'll be back <laughs> just a bit. You're listening to The Rundown, WWBG 1470 AM and TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson.